0: Madness in New Zealand. Stop the presses. Adam Curry, John C. DeVore. It's
1: Thursday, September 15, 2022. This is your award-winning Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 1486.
2: This is no agenda.
1: Knocking on the feed score and broadcasting live from the heart of the Texas Hill Country, here in FEMA Region Number 6. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry.
0: And from Northern Silicon Valley where the train strike's gonna do us a lot of good. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's
3: Craig and Buzzkill in the morning.
1: Uh, just a, a programming note. Uh, I have I'm on the the backup system today, so there may be a li- like a tad more delay than normal. What backup system? Well, one of the several ones I have. This is the uh this is the MyFi. The, the, the
0: wireless oh, your, your hotspot. your internet is not up to par.
1: Yeah, it's going in and out. And then, you know, the next step would be to go to Starlink, but Starlink definitely has a delay. Oh, that's no good. No,
0: no. It's, it's great for porn. Th- th- but this is borderline okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what the problem is. Yeah. It's you. What do you mean? You don't sound
1: your normal self. Oh, that's because it's probably getting squeezed coming down the line to you. The codec is Mick, kicking yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Everyone else will hear me just fine. But you sound great. Well, uh, oh, that's all that counts. Hey, John, we, before we before we do anything, we have breaking news this morning. I know that we have to talk about the train strike, but I woke up to the news that our governor here, Greg, what do you call him? Glenn Abbott? <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Abbott. Glenn Abbott. Not to be yeah, out, not to be outdone by uh, Ron DeSanto there in Florida. You know, sending migrants to Martha's Vineyard <laughs> via charter airplane. No, no, he's taking it one step further.
4: Breaking news for you. Uh, this has been a busy morning already. We are going live to pictures from Washington, D.C., and the latest report is that there have been immigrants by bus dropped off at Vice President Kamala Harris's <laughs> residence.
5: This is just outside her
4: home. Uh, you can see from these pictures, dozens, uh, I, I would say more than 100. I don't know if there are multiple hundreds uh, of people outside on the lawn there, but not a small number of people uh, outside, not the White House, uh, but Vice President Harris's home address.
1: Which is the, the Naval Academy. And <laughs> There's all these people just hanging around, like, you know, masks on, half of them on cell phones. You know, trying to get free Wi-Fi.
0: You know this guy. I have to say, I get—he's got a sense of humor. He gets points. He gets points for that. And and
1: the, yeah. it's kind of the whole thing is disturbing, obviously, because we're using we're using people as political peons, which of course is you know anyone who comes in through this manner is is being used that way. But holy crap, this is this is next level.
0: Hey, you know they're all asked. What do you mean? They don't just force them into a bus and ship them off wherever they want to go. They're no. all su- Supposedly, they're all asked, you want to go to Chicago? Do you want to go to New York? And I guess <laughs> the question is, you want to go to Washington, D.C.? We'll drop you off right in front of the uh, vice president of the United <laughs> States. You get, we'll take you right there. How about it? And I, mean, the I sad, think the, a few the of sad, them said, the probably s-
1: said yes. The sad thing is it should be, um, we're not going to ask you, we're going to send you back. That's what it should be.
0: Well, that's what it would be under normal circumstances, but since they refuse to do that, yeah. That's yeah. Just, and they're going to distribute them anyway. I yeah. mean, the the government has been doing that with, with secret airplane flights and buses <laughs> themselves and shipping them all over the place. Let the states do it, and they'll designate where they're going to go. I hope so. After asking them, of course.
1: No, I'm, I, I hope this is Would you shine, like though.
0: to meet the vice president of the United States? the way I would do it. Would you like to have would breakfast with Would you like mother? to meet the vice president of the United States? OC. We'll okay, we'll put you in this bus. It's going to drop you right off at her house.
1: Nice one, John. OC, great. Yeah. So then... So what then else I, are you going to say? After, after this hilarious moment, because I, I do see the humor <laughs> of it, and I and I like... I like the American political humor creeping back into the lexicon. <laughs> you know, that's, that's fun. Um, it, it felt like Atlas shrugged. Like, finally, they did it. They did something to the trains. And this
0: is... you know, Oh, the train thing coming up? Oh, yeah. This You know, this train... This train thing tra- is no I got joke. i a bunch of clips on this. This train strike, which is going to be tomorrow night... I believe, or tonight, maybe it's tonight. Well, they, Friday, know, they, it's Friday. They, they, say, they
1: say that they um, that they have some tentative agreement as of five a.m. this morning. I I don't we'll, know. We'll see. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, this I have a bunch of clips. I don't know if we're going to play them all, but uh, they tend to uh, all they're all about one thing. I mean, the strikers or the would-be strikers. They are not being treated right because, it, and none of none of these guys will mention the real elephant in the room, which is the fact that the rail companies forced the vaccine on a bunch of people, and a lot of them quit. Said, so, oh, "I got twenty years, and screw you, I'm out of here." Right. Well, this is the problem with all with the
1: health sector, with uh, with the airports. This is this is the same. Yeah, problem. and
0: it's never mentioned. It. I've got a reports here from uh, CNBC, which I think has the best material because it's about the what, what's going to happen to the economy. And there's also a rail strike. A NPR short, thirty-one second clip, which kind of, kind of summarizes it, but again, never mentions the uh, forced vaccinations. Well, let's do
1: the NPR short first, just to get into the
0: mood. Unions representing U.S. freight rail workers are on track. <laughs> <laughs> the strike as early as midnight Friday morning. And as Frank Morse of member station KCUR reports, pressure to avert a strike is building. Americans are coming to grips with the implications of a freight rail strike. Missed deliveries of chemicals, fuel and raw material, hobbling water plants, power plants and factories, produce rotting, new cars gathering dust and passenger rail service shut down across parts of the country. Work rules are the sticking point. Now, I understand
1: this is supposed to be about 30% of all goods transported across the country is done by rail.
0: I think more than that, but I don't know the number. Mm-hmm. But I will say I had to stop that clip after that pun at the beginning. <laughs> no, uh, I am not putting up with this.
1: I agree. Well done. Just screw those guys. All right, CNBC. Yeah, they have to do, kind of do economic financial angle, so... Maybe trustworthy. Yes,
0: and they leave out the vac stuff too, but at least they, the report's very complete. Well, this, this is, is being, all you ever need to know.
1: This is being left out yeah. of every single report about you know Heathrow, uh, about Schiphol, um, about airlines in general. I mean, all, uh, they, they never say, "Well, you know," uh, but the healthcare personnel, they never say, "Oh, well, so many people quit." It's just whoop, just glossed over, and and we're just supposed to think that it's normal. It's the new normal. There we go.
2: The United States could be heading into the first rail strike in 30 years. Rail strike? Two of the largest railroad unions in the country still haven't come to a compromise. The consequences would be catastrophic. Shipments of food, coal, oil, just about anything you can think of would be disrupted. Prices would soar. The Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Trainmen and Smart Transportation Division account for about half of all union employees. They have until midnight Friday to come to an agreement. The main sticking point here here isn't money per se. Instead, unions want better working conditions and access to paid or unpaid sick leave. In a statement, the president of one of the unions wrote in part, the average American would not know that we get fired for going to the doctor. This one thing has our members most enraged. Right now, unions argue companies penalize them for taking off for such things as emergencies and illnesses. But the American Association of Railroads reports it wants the companies to deal with these issues locally. Major railroad companies already preparing for a potential work stoppage. Union Pacific reporting it's taking steps to prevent further supply chain disruption. Amtrak canceling all long-distance trains tomorrow, wow. except for some in the northeast
1: um aren't the unions uh, in the biden uh, administration all buddy buddy can't uh, is, is, i mean can't, i'm good sure good
0: paying union jobs yeah uh or is this I got be- hairy legs
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey man you okay there you just yelling hey. bidenisms all over the place
0: <laughs> so uh oh man i Yes, it should be, but the and the, if you start when you dig deeper and deeper into the story uh it turns out that these these this is not this is kind of new that should go to the doctor and get fired they're so short and we've gotten some letters we've got people that work on the railroad that listen to our show mm-hmm. I have and one they've to, told us to all share. this stuff and it, they've told us a lot of stuff, including the fact that they're shorthanded so they can't really afford to lose somebody for you know they the, no, you can't go to the doctor. No, it's but then they fire him, and it makes it even worse. They, they're really this is a mess. This whole situation. Let's go to clip two of this. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Um, actually, clip two. I didn't see you had one. Uh, rail strike. Rail strike. Two crux. Is that the one uh, you're saying? Clip two. Yes, yeah, sure. sh- oh, very short clip. Oh, okay.
6: For the carriers, they have a problem
2: with staffing, with uh. retaining and recruiting employees and that's a real uh, difficulty therefore they're putting a lot of pressure on employees
1: yeah um, I was talking to a buddy yesterday and you know the IRS came up and I of course made one of those well you know they're they're hiring they're gonna they're gonna grow they're gonna be auditing people and what came back is uh, now it's very unlikely he, he works in the business uh, accounting he says nobody here believes they can hire that many people there's not that you can't get that there's no accountants. Certainly, it's starting salary 60 grand. No one's taking those jobs. No one's going to apply. At least not now. So I'm sure that's the No one wants to work, John. Well, not as you have to have a vax. Well, yeah, there's that, of course. But in general, I think that people have just soured. You know, quiet quitting
0: is what it's called. Yeah. The problem is you still have bills to pay.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Gotcha.
0: I mean, buying will give away a lot of money, but at mm-hmm. some point it's like, well, you know, maybe I better find something to do. Yeah. Uh, although if $22 an hour at McDonald's, you know, well, you know people, a lot of people People are
1: literally checking out and, uh, you know, living in, you know, on couches and uh, doing a gig when they need some money and then cutting out again. It's like that gig economy thing kind of caught on. <laughs> But there has to be gigs. People don't want to do real. Di- My work doesn't define me.
0: That's what I hear. Rail Strike 3.
7: With no deal, the economy's already getting squeezed and prices are going up. Ethanol, a key component of gasoline shipped entirely by rail, soaring. The shipment of ag products is slowing or in some cases stopping entirely. The Biden administration wants to divert that volume to trucks, but the American Trucking Association says idling all trains would require more than 460,000 additional long haul trucks (laughs) every day, which is not possible.
1: Hey man, they better work this out. This this is not this would <laughs> well, not this would, would not be good. They got they got to figure this shit out. This will not end well.
0: Well, Bernie Sanders just takes a different approach. Now I have this clip of Bernie making some comments which I just think are stupid. But I let's have I have a little pre-clip because he does the following with the Braille Strike 4 clip. Mr. President, I
3: do wonder. <laughs>
0: I do. Does he? Does he wonder?
3: No, he does. He does. He, he, he wonder? does wonder. He do
0: wonder. I do wonder. I do wonder. I do, I do wonder. I do wonder. Now, why I do, do you wonder. take such exception with this? It's the same well, with do because. Believe. What is the re- point of adding the word "do" to wonder? If you wonder, I wonder. That means something, doesn't it? Yes. What is it? What is I? I wonder. I wonder about this. I wonder about that. How is that different than I do wonder? I think. What it's, is the point of adding the word do?
1: I think it's a contraction. Contraction
0: of what? Of I
1: really do wonder. So they're dropping the really, and it's meant to sound sincere by adding a do in there. And uh, yeah, hey man, gay used to mean something different too. So just why don't you to say?
0: It. Can you say I do do wonder? Because a lot of this seems to be just a lot of do-do. I'm with you.
1: I am with you. Now, There's here's what I think. Whenever someone adds a do before typically it's believe or, in this case, wonder, uh, I think it's a lie. I do believe. No, I think that's because you're trying to convince yourself you believe.
0: Oh, you think it might be a tell. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a tell possible. I never possibly. thought of that, possibly. but now now that you say that, I'm going to I'm going to start thinking that way. Let's go with the, the, the full clip to show what the typical Bernie stuff. Mr. President, I do wonder <laughs> if the CEO of
1: the railroad or other top executives at that railroad, I wonder if they would get fired if they got sick or if they had a medical emergency in their families.
0: Okay. It's like a specious straw man thing. He does it constantly, and people think this guy's great. (sighs) Yeah.
1: So here, I think, is the update on the situation as of early this morning.
0: Labor Secretary Marty Walsh saying this all came together overnight while many were sleeping and hoping for the best here. Uh, After more than 20 hours of talks between rail companies and unions for rail workers, they say this deal came together that balances the needs of those workers, the nation's economy, and also for those rail corporations. Uh, President Biden, too, also celebrating this tentative deal here, saying... It will keep the nation's critical rail system working and avoid disruption of the economy. They will also give workers better pay, improved working conditions, and also peace of mind for workers around their health care costs, all of which he says are hard earned. Hard earned? Yes, I don't know. Hmm. Well, this was tentative. We'll see. They have to. It usually it goes back to the, the union members. They have to say okay, and if they say okay, then it's a, then it's a go. They that better these, they better. They better, I agree.
1: Now this this dovetails but they might not, you never know. This dovetails nicely into the exclusive interview Nancy Cordes had with Janet Yellen. On the CBS Evening News, and the train strike also came up. These are short. Well, tonight, the
8: Biden administration is working to avoid a rail strike that could derail an already fragile economy. Ugh. CBS's Nancy Corda spoke exclusively with Treasury Exclusive. Secretary Janet Yellen Exclusive. a day after a government report showed inflation has not eased. Inflation remains a problem. Um, it obviously is of
9: tremendous concern to Americans.
10: Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen cited rising costs for rent and groceries as two of the biggest concerns.
9: We hope to see substantial improvement over the coming year. Do you think inflation is close to peaking? I don't want to get involved in month-by-month forecasts. <laughs> I do believe it'll come down over I time. I um, do believe. You-
1: so let's listen to the tell. It was I had to keep that to myself. I wanted to surprise you with it. I don't
9: want to get involved in month-by-month forecasts i do believe it'll come down over time um due to the actions the fed is taking
1: okay so let's just take that lie into account uh, in with the new model when someone places a do before believe when they do believe they're lying so she says i do believe it will come down so i i do believe i think she's that's a perfect
0: example because we know for a fact it's not coming down <laughs>
1: Here's uh, Here she is specifically on the rail worker strike.
10: As she spoke, her colleagues in the cabinet worked to head off a strike by freight rail workers. With the deadline now two days away, some chemical shipments have already been halted. And Amtrak announced it's canceling all long-distance trains starting tomorrow because some of them use freight rail tracks. What impact would a rail strike have on already high inflation in this oh, country? Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Well, Oops. it would. Oops, I played that one already. My mistake. This is the one I meant to play. I'm sorry.
10: Secretary <laughs> Yellen recently worked with European allies to impose a new price cap on Russian oil. But already, energy bills in some parts of Europe are five times higher than usual. What would a recession in Europe mean for the U.S. economy?
9: Well, a recession in Europe would have some spillovers to us. I think we shouldn't exaggerate how significant they would be, but I do think this winter is going to be I do think. Um, tough and challenging for our European neighbors.
1: But now it doesn't Now it doesn't really work, because she says, I do think it's going to be tough and challenging. So if she's lying, then she thinks it won't be.
9: I shouldn't exaggerate how significant they would be, but... I I do think this winter is going to be um, tough and challenging for our European neighbors.
1: Our European neighbors, neighbors. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a funny
0: neighbors. sense of geography.
1: So uh, I, uh, now I was—I played some stuff out of order. Uh, this was—I was going to lead beautifully into a couple uh, shortish clips of Queen Ursula's State of the European Union, which I bet you didn't even know she did. I didn't know she did that. It, yes, and it's, a, and it's a State of the Union as it is for the United States when the president does a State of the Union. So, you know, there's there's good stuff in there. But first I want to share a boots-on-the-ground report from producer James, uh, who says, I uh, thought I'd give you a quick boots-on-the-ground report about the impending rail strike. Uh, I've been driving local intermodal trucking For J.B. Hunt, one of the largest intermodal carriers in the U.S. in the Chicago region for about five years now. Yeah, big boys. (laughs) Is that what it is, the big boys? They're big boys. Don't mess around, those boys. Um, The four Norfolk Southern rail yards in Chicago stopped accepting all loads on Wednesday at midnight. We can only clear out remaining trailers. This affects about 1,500 to 2,000 containers a day. The rest of the rails, uh, BNSF, CSX, Canadian National and Union Pacific, stopped accepting refrigerated loads, which means local harvests are going to sit and the frozen food to most restaurants are at a standstill. Also, none of the rail yards are accepting hazardous loads, so if a Walmart or Target load has a box of cigarette lighters, it's not moving via rail. When I've seen disruptions before due to weather-related causes, a one-day stop is about three and a half days of catch-up on our end, not including the ripple effect for our customers. So before the strike officially starts, the supply chain is going to be backed up for two weeks.
0: How about that? So it's going to be backed up for two weeks whether there's a strike, or, there's not, a strike or not, Strike or not? Yeah,
1: that's what he's saying. But he, but he sounds like he's saying there's going to be a strike. But, yeah, whether it's a strike or not, uh, two weeks. Two weeks is – and that's interesting because we were – where were we? Two days ago, and Tina asked for a Chico. What? Uh, you know you what to a Topa Chico is. Is that like
0: crudités? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that was a good one. <laughs> Topa Chico is a very common – uh, carbonated water that here in Texas with a yellow label. I think it's Mexican. You know, it's, it's lowbrow. It's, it's not, it's not, it's the opposite of, it's not the crudité of sparkling water. Let me put it that way. And uh, the guy said, no, I, uh, we don't have anywhere out. I said, what? That's, that, that's, you're not a Texan if you don't have Topa Chico. The guy said, yeah, no, the uh, delivery didn't come. So, uh-huh. so maybe it's already starting.
0: Maybe well, if story. that's the case and it's going to be two weeks, that's going to jack up, uh, may or may not jack up prices. Two much. weeks wouldn't, yeah. T-
1: I don't think two weeks would, but uh, if they actually go on strike, yeah, that could get pretty
0: bad. Oh, no, if it goes on strike, it sounds to me like it this is a real mess. Gonna suck. I, you know, they're going to probably really put the screws to them to keep them from going on strike. Government. Well, uh, that is. Well, we're going to see who has the power. Well, you know, the union's got the upper hand here. This is an example no of union kidding. power. This is the kind of thing Joe Biden's always talking about. And anyone who's ever got good familiarity with unions and unionism, they don't have the upper hand that uh, much. Uh, but uh,
1: in- uh, uh. Scenario. Scenario. The strike happens. Um, it lasts maybe a couple days, but that will extend uh, the supply chain issues. It, so stuff will start to get kind of scarce within two or three weeks. But before then, you know, this is going to be a huge problem. And then good old Pennsylvania coal mine blue collar Joe steps in and negotiates and makes it happen. How about that?
0: That could be. That's, I mean, it's a, it's a possibility that it could be arranged to do that. I mean, so it, 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 it would be you a could huge have win. A, it would, well, let's take the scenario one step further. The, the the strike is bogus. It's designed so Joe comes in. The that, whole thing's a fraud. Said. That's what I just said. No, you said it's happening, but you never, never said it was a fraudulent strike.
1: No, no, I said this is, this is the plan. Okay. This is the plan is have the real strike, but then have Joe come in after a couple of days. You'll have some disruption or have him come in after two weeks or something like that. But well, it, go it, on well, it's strike.
0: Not a, it's not a new scheme because this oh. happened in 1992. Uh... When there was a rail strike that lasted exactly two, I think it was two days, maybe three. Oh, there you and, go. And Clinton came in and saved the day.
1: Well, it's, so it's an old playbook.
0: So the way to disrupt it is to approve the deal and just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's, who has to approve the deal? But if but- you got a boots on the ground guy... Working in a trucking company, they're not taking goods that you know. They're not doing business as usual. They're already preparing for the strike as yeah. if it's going to happen, and that's the rank and file. Yeah, I'm suspicious.
1: Well, this also could be a, a a way to get the government to chip in. Say, hey, you know, we can't do this. Uh, country's in deep in big trouble. You know, yeah, they
0: may add some something to the pot. I mean, if yeah. if they got what they wanted, because the the money was not the issue, it was the working conditions. And that's what everybody says. Yeah, well, and, which is you know getting fired for going to the doctor kind of thing. So they got that straightened out. They got their money straightened out. Maybe they can throw a little more into the pot. Yeah.
1: Well, I think this 5 a.m. notice is kind of you know that sounds like it's it's kind of there. But I guess we won't really know until tomorrow. Won't really know. All right. Um, so the State of the Union. Uh, Queen Ursula went into the. Now they did this in Strasbourg, which is feels like it's much bigger than. Uh, than brussels that that uh that hemi circle whatever they call it that huge you know theater where they all everyone sits there and and just like real starfleet command stuff
0: they put a lot of money into these things oh yeah well they have two
1: right they they switch off during the week like oh, or, do, or every two weeks we go there then we go back there and
0: everyone has double they to, is there elsos got a place where they go there to that no no it's brussels
1: and uh uh and this place what did i just say What's it called?
0: I I thought was I thought there was an no Strasbourg no Strasbourg Strasbourg okay that well Strasbourg where's that Alsace
1: Strasbourg is in uh, uh, where is it Strasbourg in Luxembourg isn't it No, it's in France. Oh, it isn't the Alsace. You're right. Okay, my bad. Oh, okay. So this is this is the big moment, and uh, she walks in, and she has on a really canary yellow jacket and then you see this was almost like c-span state of the union red carpet and she walks in a woman by her side and they say oh she has the yellow jacket and she has a blue shirt on oh wait all the women are wearing yellow and blue because it's for ukraine oh please it's for ukraine and she's with disgusting uh, and she's with the uh, uh, zolensky's wife And she's, you know, they're smiling, they're hamming it up for the cameras, and then they sit down, and she sits next to her, and and she's just solemn throughout the whole thing. When she smiles, she's pretty, but when she's solemn, she's like, sullen, kind of.
0: Yeah, it's like that Seinfeld episode where you're dating this one girl. The lighting, which the lighting was right. She is beautiful. And this, it, any little shadow, <laughs> it moved, she looked man. terrible. <laughs> was that this George? was a very funny episode. Was that George who had that? Or was it Seinfeld himself? No, no. It was some girl that, that Jerry was dating. <laughs> Jerry, okay. I think it was <laughs> Jerry dating her. And they, 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 she, they had to bring her into the bright light because she was so pretty.
1: <laughs> I think uh, RBF is what uh, the issue is here. Uh, also known as resting bitch face. So, um... And she started now, this was super interesting to me. She did it in three languages, French, English, German, back to English. And different sections were in, uh, obviously in different languages. And I think that was a, not, not a mistake. She actually started off right away because it went from look at me wearing Ukraine yellow to climate change. Like right in the beginning, right away, we're going straight into cli- climate change. But she did this whole part in French and I think that the French must have been pissed off about the the wildfires or something like that. And so she goes into this immediate, "Oh no, we're, we're getting the gear, we're we're hooking you up, Frenchies."
11: But these events are becoming
1: more and more frequent and more and more, and more intense.
12: Europe needs
11: more
1: capacity.
12: That's why today I announced that we will double our
11: capacity for firefighting. Over the course of the coming year, the European Union will buy 10 uh, light aircraft
12: and three additional
11: helicopters
12: to complete its fleet. That
11: is European solidarity in
0: practice.
1: So we're, we're buying something, probably Eurocopters. That's why she's so clear There's about
0: not it. Not enough capacity in those things to do. Jack, you need a big plane. I, again, this is this is
1: all messaging, pandering, and she introduced a couple of concepts and is starting to put phrases together into her grand vision, uh, her grand vision for Europe.
12: And honorable members, the future of our children needs both that we invest in sustainability, but also that we invest sustainably. We must finance the transition to a digital and net zero economy. And yet, we also have to acknowledge a new reality of higher public debt. We need fiscal rules that allow for strategic investment while safeguarding fiscal sustainability.
1: Okay, so she says a couple of interesting things here, For, and and that sound that is directly from the EU uh, recording, unfortunately. But it like makes the it- ding. No, no, not the dings. The kind of it has a little bit of an echoey, like a creepy kind of sound. Makes her sound a
0: little, a little bit like a robot. Oh, it's so the auditorium sound. Yeah.
1: So she talks about.
0: Uh, By the way, I want to I want to say. Normally, I think this kind of these clips are boring, but I think this is very important, and this is very, and I, and I it's good that we're taking these apart.
1: Yeah. And that's why I made them as short as possible. I mean, I'm talking under a minute where I could. Yeah. She's terrible. (laughs) Uh, So she said, um, net zero. We know what that's about, but then the, the
0: digital. Yeah. She said net zero digital economy. Yes. And, and the digital, and she, we're taking your money away. (laughs) That's
1: what it is. (laughs) And
0: right after that, she says, we have to have fiscal rules. We're taking your money away, and we're also taking your car away. <laughs> well, the fiscal rules means that... The and, go- and you're heating, by the way. You're going to freeze to death. <laughs> it's just the way it is, you pe- peons. Yeah, this is ons exa- Your analysis is correct. It, but the words are important because when
1: she says fiscal, oh, now you're talking about taxation. Now you're talking about a, not just monetary, fiscal. Now they actually want to take your money at the European Union level. And then she introduces... The way that this will work is by having a new type of market economy.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? A new type of market economy. This is good. I think this is what the communists are always trying to do. Yes, well, uh, you may be correct.
1: Because,
12: honorable members, as we embark on this transition in our economy, we must rely on the enduring values of the social market economy. It's the beautiful, simple idea that Europe's greatest strength lies in each and every one of us. Our social market economy encourages everyone to excel, but it also takes care of the fragility as human beings. It covers the big risks of life, like poverty, sickness, age. It rewards performance and guarantees protection. It opens opportunities, but it also sets limits. And we need this today even more than ever. Because the strength of our social market economy... Did did she
0: say we need to pay more than ever? Uh, Let me see.
12: But it also sets limits. And we need this today
0: even more than ever.
1: We need this today more than ever.
12: (laughs) Because the strength of our social market economy will
1: drive the dream and the digital transition. And our Achilles... Dude, this is a bumper sticker and a t-shirt. The social market economy will drive... Because
12: the strength of our social market economy will drive the dream and the digital transition.
1: It will drive the dream and the digital transition. Whoa! What dream? (laughs) What dream? The one everyone's living right now. Hold on, let me finish the clip
12: will drive the green and the digital transition. And our Achilles heel for the small and medium enterprises are basically Uh. three things. It's do we have an enabling business environment? It's the question, do we have a workforce with the right skills? And do we have access to raw materials our industry needs?
0: Okay. So... Well, then she got three nos there at the end, but that's okay. <laughs> she never says anything.
1: <laughs> well, she actually delved into this a little bit, uh, but I did like the dream of the digital trans. Like
0: what? And the so- no, you- the dream and yes, the dream. it wasn't the dream of the dream the and, dream and-, yes. and- the dr- it's her. So dream. there's a dream. There's some sort of a hypothetical dream she's talking about what is she what what is specifically that dream socialism where you you know yeah exactly nailed it
1: It what she's saying is she's saying you know it's like well we reward people who do well but not too well she literally said that make sure you don't do too well but if you fall off a cliff you you know you won't starve so just stay stay within the guardrails be good we'll take care of everything yeah I mean, that's that's the Atlas Shrug bit that I'm talking about. So about these three things. Um, do they have the workers, do they have the raw materials? So now she switched into German. And I'm presuming that's because she introduced the SMEs, the small medium enterprises, what we call small medium businesses. Um and most of those I mean most of the economies in Germany and everybody knows it. So now she switches to German and she goes a little bit faster. You know, it's, it's she's quite fluent in all these languages but german is her that's her jam and i i think this is really the crux of everything that's happening what happened with the dutch farmers what she says here and handily in german which i'm sure many journalists would be like let me just get the english bit i got a good sound bite i don't want the guy talking over or whatever and they'll miss this
11: Ladies and gentlemen, das Thema members. Das große
12: Thema an
11: the third, second big topic is the uh, lack of staff for our, our companies. companies. That's a major challenge for European die der companies.
12: Der the number of uh, 6, unemployed has never been so low, 6.0%. 6%,
11: 6.0%. 6% unemployment, that's a good thing. Die Zahl der but at the same population time, population the number of... Uh, Unfilled vacancies is at record levels. Of HGV drivers, airport staff, nurses, engineers, IT technicians. Right from unskilled levels to the uh, highest university degrees. We need people at all levels and we need to invest more in uh, um, further education and higher education. We need a cl- uh, careful knowledge of what staff are needed and how we can fill those vacancies. We need to combine that with the wishes of workers for their own careers that's a great instrument and at the same time we need a structure that ensures that the money is effectively used
12: and there's another important point we need to get qualified
11: staff from abroad that can strengthen Europe's growth so an
12: important step is to ensure that these people can get their qualifications recognized more rapidly in Europe and
11: that's one way to make Europe more attractive for everyone got skills and to be part of Europe.
12: So I propose that the year 2023 should be Europe's uh, year of education and
11: training. That is uh, the right priority. It's a step forward.
1: So um, the plan here is uh, we need to get uh, people from uh, outside the country.
0: We don't okay. have enough free... Before you go into that analysis, let's let's preface this with the fact that she the, the places that she says there's all these shortages we can't deal with were all phony shortages created by them because of <laughs> vax mandates. We're talking yep. healthcare workers, she specifically said, yep, yep. Uh, airport workers, yep, she specifically, specifically said, yep. and other things she, she specifically said were all pushed out of jobs because of the vax mandate. It wasn't that much. It's not as though everybody's refused to take the vax. But if ten or twenty percent do, that causes a huge problem. And ten or twenty percent's about it. The United States, for example, is about seventy-seven percent fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. and so the rest of the people didn't get vaccinated at all. And uh, and that's a, a pretty big number in certain areas where there's shortages, and especially in the highly skilled. So they set this up. This is bullshit. That's right. Continue.
1: You're absolutely correct. And. Um I'll add to that, that what's going to happen, the people who quit, who are unvaccinated, and let's just say people who are unvaccinated in general, I'll make this Red Book prediction, they will be discarded the same way Russia is being discarded. You're not needed. You're out of the system. Bye. And meanwhile, here's all these people from other countries, their qualifications from those countries will be equalized so you can walk in as a doctor or as an air traffic controller. How about that? From a completely different country, um, get a little a bit of training, and you're good to go, and you've just uh, taken a German job. But this will be European Union-wide, and when we don't have enough space, well, we're just going to go uh, uh, build houses uh, where we have cows now in Holland. That's, that's, that's going to take 20%. Absolutely right. So, uh, on to the next bit. We cannot rely on China anymore. I mean, we already know we're gonna that she's going to go to Canada to get some minerals, so the Canadians will be, the Canadian children will be digging in deep, dirty mines to serve the European Union of their raw materials. And, of course, we don't want the European Union themselves to be processing it. That's even dirtier work. That's not green. But we can't have China do it. So... Let's target some other countries. If you're an investor, this may be interesting news to you.
12: We need
11: new partnerships, not just to strengthen our economy, but also to pursue our interests and values at the global level. With similarly-minded partners, we can work beyond our borders to improve labor and environmental
12: conditions.
11: We need new, reliable partners
12: where we can mutually grow. The agreement
11: with Chile, Mexico and New Zealand will be put forward for ratification. And we will continue negotiations with partners like Australia and India. We need to learn from the mistakes of the past.
1: Well, all right. New Zealand, Australia is going to get kind of dirty there. Do they do processing of raw, of raw materials India. already?
0: Yeah. India. Well, I well, think Australia does. I mean, they got yeah. this a big mining uh, country or uh, nation. Yeah. Uh, she says in there, we need to learn from mistakes of the past.
1: She's referring to China, but relying on one single source, or at least that's what, okay. how she set it up. And then the, the last clip, and and so at the end of this thing, she also does she
0: think that the Chinese are like uh, persona non grata dumb and unaware of the fact that uh, they're going to try to pull this stunt when China's already moved into these areas and bought up, for example, they have a huge uh, percentage of the world's copper reserves. They don't have some ownership here and there, and they they pretty much isolated all rare earth. Uh, mines and operations including processing and and mining does she are you are know, you, are you not any with the clue party? this are you not with the party zvorak are you not with a dream is she, is she is just dumb you, is that
1: what it is you don't believe the dream man you don't believe the dream please continue all right so i got one more clip um at the end of this whole thing, she called for a convention of states, which is interesting because she said, We got to change the rules. We got to change our fiscal rules. It's time to redo our, uh, I guess I'd call it the, the Maastricht Treaty, which is, you know, the big, the big document. And uh, and she said, I know it's many shall think it's not the right time to do this, but we have to. So there's, there's changes coming that no, I mean, this is where they clamp down. This is where whatever, um, Uh, national sovereignty any of the european union states has i think will start to diminish very rapidly um oh one other thing about the migrants she then introduced two polish girls young young women um uh and they were they were such fabulous uh, people because when ukraine uh, ukrainians started flowing in they started organizing stuff and they got they got like a two-minute standing ovation but the point of that was for ursula then to say I hope everyone takes example to you when we bring more of these new workers in. I mean, that's so brazen what she's doing.
0: Wow. Yeah. And this one... Well, you know, Poland's in the EU, so it's not as if that's... uh, I think they're going to be bringing people in from the Middle East. I think so, too.
1: India, primarily, probably.
0: Yeah, India's got a... They have a... ITT, they got smart people. They developed there, and the Indians love to leave India. So uh, <laughs> they they do, they do, and, they do. And, and the UK is hostile towards them, so why not
1: come over to the EU, people? So then this one threw me for a loop for a number of reasons. One, I mean, just what she said on the face of it, the fact that this is even being discussed, and 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 it kind of makes me wonder about well. We'll get your thoughts after this. And
12: we have seen that there is a need to reach out to other countries of Europe beyond the accession process. This is why I support the call for European political community. And we will set out our ideas to the European Council. But our future also depends on our ability to engage beyond the core of our democratic partners. Countries near and far share an interest in working with us on the greatest challenges of this century, such as climate change and digitalization. And this is the main idea behind Global Gateway, the investment plan I announced last year right at this place. It is already delivering on the ground. Together with our African partners, we're building two factories in Rwanda and Senegal to manufacture mRNA vaccines. So they will be made in Africa, for Africa, with world-class technology. And we are now replicating this approach across Latin America as a part of a larger engagement strategy that has to pick up now urgently. All this requires investment on a global scale. So we will team up with our friends in the United States and our friends in the G7 partners to make this happen. In this spirit, President Biden and I will convene a leaders meeting to review and announce implementation projects for this investment.
1: So I'm really not sure what all that was about, but what got me was factories in, in Africa and Latin Amer- across Latin America to manufacture mRNA vaccines? <laughs>
0: what? Yeah what she said for Senegal africans is one of them
1: africans for africa hey africans guess what you'll love it they're not going to stand they're not going to take that stuff this is for us
0: no they're not going to take that stuff that's already been proven
1: yeah this this is this is for the world this mrna i th- i think that the governments, particularly our government, that you know, it's captured by a lot of things, military. In fact, I just think there's all these factions and they just wait in front of the, the Oval Office. And, you know, these Obamas in there and they knock on the door. It's like, hey, military industrial complex here. OK, we need a billion a month. Uh, no horsing around. Get that set. And oh, yeah. Can you get me Zelensky to speak at our conference? OK, good. And then we get uh, pharmaceutical. Uh, we get big pharma. Hey, 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 hey! Listen, we gotta, we gotta do a bivalent uh, uh, vaccine. Uh, you know, you're gonna get pushback. No one on the FDA is going to advise it, but we need you to push it. and We need to get it approved because we need the money. Yeah, and and, and then and then you just—it's like ah. Uh. So then, no, just we need to have. I'm sure we're part of the partners with the mRNA factories. This is it, man. This is this is this is the the, the New World Order, the G seven. Those countries well, get it, to determine. It's
0: it's it's, it's the attempt.
1: Well, of course it's the attempt, and they're doing cool stuff to convince people.
6: Well, the city of lights will soon be a little darker. Paris is adopting several energy-saving measures, among them, yes, shutting off the lights atop the Eiffel Tower one hour earlier each night. The city is trying to save energy as Russia cuts gas supplies due to the war in Ukraine. Other plans in France include delaying heat for public buildings this winter.
1: Uh, (laughs) Delaying heat?
0: Hey, it's cold in here. Don't worry about it. At 11.30, the heat comes on. It's Eleven what? I'm freezing to death in here.
1: So smart meters are
0: re- Layers, sm- layers.
1: Smart meters are really rolling out everywhere. Uh, and people, have, you know, if you, I think you can still pay $100 to opt out, but they still install it, but you're not on the program. And these things are already communicating with devices, with refrigerators. And in the Netherlands, this is one of our producers sent this, um, they have a new scam. It's called the time of use rate. So now you can um, uh, uh, pre-buy, so in advance of use, buy your electricity at certain hours when you know, you're doing the wash. And so you can even it out and then pay a lot less and, you know, and, and take shitty electricity or no electricity or stay under a certain level. It's conditioning people. It's like a, yet another layer of the scam.
0: Hello. Well, people can wash during the day, and maybe you know they, they here they've had to make a big fuss. It's all voluntary, of course. So far. Well, it's not going uh, to be voluntary in in the EU, I don't think. But here it's voluntary. You're not supposed to do the run the the washing machine, uh, which is a. You know, it uses a lot of energy because of the big motor in it. Yeah. You're not supposed to use it after four.
1: I understand. But we're living in 2022. None of this is necessary. <laughs> this, this whole thing is self-inflicted. Yeah, no, that's a good, point. That's a good point. It's Harakiri. It's Harakiri.
0: Right, yeah, I mean, they've, they've managed to uh, starve us here because, you know, we got this drought that's gone an extra year. I was absolutely convinced it was going to end this year and it didn't. Uh, harp, hello. Uh, so, I mean, they used to, when I was a kid we didn't have this this cycle and when i was a kid they didn't have the cycle in california because they seeded the clouds right and they did, right. they did it constantly with silver hell i forget what silver silver, some silver, silver oxide salt. or something no no it wasn't no, no it wasn't that it was some specific silver <laughs> what's that silver
1: you, it, you buy off of the um the people inhale what's that? <laughs> for their health
0: you, you no, get, that's a uh, yeah. A, they, they don't inhale it <laughs> vapor that I know of. I don't think that's good for you. But Probably. anyway, they used to see the clouds all the time, and then they stopped doing it out of the blue. Colloidal. And it's like signal. oh no, we're getting these. And then we end it with this horrible cycle. And uh, the cycle now is like You know, it doesn't rain at all, and then for years, and then like this has been the third or fourth year of this, and then. And it really rains, right and I mean, everything fills up so fast. I mean, I've seen this, it hasn't happened for a while, but all the reservoirs are like they fill in like a week. they're just pouring rain and they fill up, and they have to like open this the gates to get the stuff out of there uh that's what happened do
1: you do you get the feeling with this whole climate change setup that Greta was really just predictive programming? You know, she she, she was. I mean, she, she was so outrageous. But the stuff that she kind of what she left us with her memory, the memory of Greta is uh, how dare you and how uh, dare you and nothing what was it where the politicians got nothing. blah I've blah, blah my blah,
0: childhood <laughs> because of you. Blah 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 yeah, blah, blah blah. She blah. was good, yeah. But then she then she went away, and I think that was intended. No, for- so she didn't go away. No, she's kind of... There was just a good story about her recently. She that, didn't go away at all. She's still floating around doing the same thing she used to do, but they're giving her zero coverage. So she's essentially, because of the media corruption, they, she's gone away, yes, but she hasn't gone away. You no, know, her usefulness is over. His usefulness is over, yes, exactly, because she's too old now. But it's, And she doesn't have those braids anymore. She's got, like, normal hair. Yes. The braids made her look like some Nazi from the 30s, you know. It was perfect. <laughs> So it's, the imagery is not right and they can't talk her into the braids, I guess. Look, you put the braids on and we'll put you back in the spotlight. I look stupid with the braids. I'm too old for those braids, you know. Yeah, okay, yeah.
1: You're, you're done. I agree. Now she looks like Avril Lavigne. It just doesn't work. It's like, no, no, no. It doesn't what work. What's Avril Lavigne doing here? So a couple <laughs> couple of things because uh, we're always... <laughs> what's Avril Lavigne doing here? A uh, couple of uh, articles always on the lookout for... What climate change is being blamed on. And, and this is a headline from Euronews. I was over there anyway, obviously. Scientists finally discover, finally, it says here, finally discover how air pollution can cause lung cancer in non-smokers. Well, if that's not a, a plea for climate change and clim- dirty stuff, I don't know what is. And then this is from the Lancet. From the Lancet Planetary Health. I didn't know that it existed, but they have it temperature impacts on hate speech online evidence from oh four, brother evidence from 4 billion geolocated tweets from the usa oh yes they've got data and the data show the data show us that uh, when the temperature is high people on twitter get all jacked therefore climate change <laughs> equals hate speech therefore hate speech uh, climate change denial is by definition hate speech
0: well, I, but the point is, they're trying to make is that you want to kill hate speech. You got to get stop climate change. Correct. I think that's the real message. Correct. <laughs> there you go. Can all everything can be fixed by stopping climate change, man? It's, it's these people are out of control. It's it's completely out of control. Yes, and it is. the fact that the certain segments of the public. The majority are lapping it up, oh, oh really yeah it, it's it's
1: rather d- uh, distressing it, it do show <clears throat> well um, this may be a, you know I felt the queen was the great reset. the uh, shepherding in of the great reset were all eyes on the Pope uh, for resignation or uh, or death. I don't want him to die. I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody, but it just feels like, you know, this is all the signaling. And and now hearing about how the world leaders will be uh, transported for the Queen's uh, uh, service at Westminster Abbey, I mean, this doesn't sound like a very good idea unless... You want to do something to create a real good Great Reset.
6: And Inez, we're hearing about extra tight security for next Monday's funeral. And the website Politico is saying world leaders will have to share buses to Westminster Abbey so they can't take their own cars. Is that right?
7: That's right, guys. Yeah. According to Politico, world leaders are being told they cannot use their own state cars. Instead, they will have to be, be bussed over uh, together from a location in West London. The White House has said President Biden would attend the funeral, but it has
13: not no. commented on those latest reports, guys.
0: You don't think there's, there's some other reporting on this, and it's like Biden, I still think Biden's not going, but they already said he doesn't have to take the bus. So if he doesn't have to take the bus, then <laughs> yeah. nobody's going to be taking the bus. You're not going to have a bus loaded, which is very dangerous, if yes. it seems to me. If you're yeah. worried about security, you put a bunch of the world leaders in the same bus. That was my thinking. It's just dumb. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. If they, It doesn't sound as if she's going to get a lot of attendance by the world leaders. She's got enough people. I have a Queen Rundown here from oh. CNBC. Oh, Queen where Rundown. Where they discuss the... The lines of people going to mourn. That's amazing. Two and a half miles. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy.
2: Thousands of people passing by, Uh, they're paying their respects to the Queen uh, inside the historic hall. Lines to get in stretched miles long. Earlier today, the Queen left Buckingham Palace one final time. A horse-drawn carriage followed by King Charles and his sons carried her coffin to Westminster. There, a service marked her arrival... Prince William and Prince Harry together again, wives by their sides. Now the Queen will lie in state there until her funeral. That is on Monday. CNBC's Valerie Castro was there for it all today. She's live now in London. Valerie, a reception fit for a queen.
7: Tyler, there was no shortage of pomp and circumstance during that procession earlier today. It lasted less than 45 minutes, but tonight people are waiting in line for hours to get a glimpse of the queen's coffin while she is lying in state in Westminster Hall. Behind me, you can see the line of people that are here waiting. I just checked with someone. They said from this point, they've been waiting about three hours and they've been told they still have another two hours to go the line right now stretching about two and a half miles all to pay their respects to her majesty the queen mournful funeral march music filled the air as the royal procession made its way from Buckingham Palace. Her Royal Majesty's coffin adorned by the imperial crown and draped in the royal standard. A final trip through the heart of London along the flag-lined Mall. A final farewell for the crowds lining the street, grieving the death of the monarch and a chapter in history.
0: Part of our history is gone. Just
7: so proud of the whole family, proud to be British. Going again,
5: Um, yeah, it's just such a moment. It's just such a moment in our lives
1: romanticizing it's uh sarah producer sarah's in the uk she sends me updates he says uh it's becoming very noticeable and starting to be mentioned but not of course not on the uh, not on the bbc for sure uh that's pretty much only white people in line and that uh black britain doesn't care at all <laughs> yeah um and this, I, I, w- I couldn't get a good clip of it, but uh, rampant stories about people who are standing in protest. Uh, uh, one heckled King Charles. Uh, another stood with a sign that said, not my king. And, uh, and even if you're just holding a sign, not saying anything, the police will come up to you and they will escort you away. I don't think they're arresting people. They will escort you away and they don't want you to do that. And so there's many what they call Republicans in, uh, in the U.K., who don't believe in the concept of a there's monarchy? There's a lot of
0: Republicans in the UK. And by Republicans, we don't mean members of the Republican Party. We're talking about people that don't like the monarchy. Correct. They want they a, want republic. a republic. republic. They want a straight up republic. They don't want a monarchy. Yeah. And they've been there forever. And there's it's yes. about probably 30% and higher. I don't know what the number is specifically, but I know it's at least a third. And there's a lot of people who would say in heart they're Republican,
1: but they kind of, you know, they're okay with it. Uh, but this will
0: be an end yeah. for that and oh, I think yeah. those closets it's kind were, of, it's, yeah it's kind of trendy to yeah. say Republican. Yeah, you're Republican yeah, like, you're kind of like the queen
1: yeah maybe now the, the closeted Republicans will come to the forefront but there was one journalist and he went out with and just held an empty sign just a blank sheet of paper above his head and the cops come over and say what are you going to write on your sign he says um, not my king he says okay you have to go so the guy had not.
0: <laughs> this was a thought crime
1: literally a thought crime <laughs>
0: wow that's a great story a thought crime it is a thought crime yeah but it was not clippable didn't work very well well of course not most stuff's not clippable yeah we like you. we can do a show.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, we had uh, the passing of, uh, of the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which uh, Nancy Pelosi was hyping outside the Capitol.
9: Inflation Reduction Act, so beautifully named for all that it does. You're extraordinary. Nothing. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> this is the joke of the day. So, beautiful- so beautifully named for all that it does.
9: <laughs> Inflation Reduction Act, so beautifully named for all that it does. Your extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible.
1: i That's an applause line.
0: <laughs> How sad. Please Wh- clap. Why
1: would you do that? I mean, because what you're
0: Jeb Bush? I but, don't know. But seriously. Dumb. That,
1: yeah, why do people do that? Why do they say, oh, and you, please clap? Or that wasn't, it's like you're insulting people for some shit you said that didn't ignite them. So you're not compliant. I'm Nancy Pelosi, is that the idea?
0: Maybe it comes from stand-up comics who like to do that. Hmm. Well, this as part as part of the part of the act. I mean, Pelosi's putting on an act. So, you know, it's maybe she's just I don't know, trying to spice it up.
1: Well, there was no applause line over on CNN who were following everything as uh, this was being celebrated.
4: So I thank the Republicans who stood up. Okay, you're listening there to President Biden at the White House. He's celebrating the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act. He says that he's been fighting big pharma for decades. Um, But there is this unfortunate split screen right now with the Dow taking a total beating down more than 1,200 points. And so it feels like uh, it's hard to be celebratory
1: for some people in the crowd so they literally had him celebrating the infrastructure reduction of the if uh, now i did it the inflation reduction act which it, it it's so beautiful for what it does and they had the split screen with the dow down 1100 yeah hey hello yeah. cnn is back on track
0: because well, somebody's irked about something yeah well cnn getting closer to being normal they're, uh, they're
1: really trying
0: they're really yeah, trying. Yeah, pretty. They got to get rid of a lot more people. Yeah, they got rid of. They got to get rid of Lemon. Lemon's got to go. He's definitely got to be on the chopping block. Um. So, I don't know.
1: Why did I have this clip about Wall Street? Hold on.
2: This morning, new jitters on Wall Street. The Dow plunging some 1,200 points Tuesday after worse than expected news on inflation, echoed by consumers feeling the pinch.
4: You're supposed to try to survive when the cheapest apartment in Phoenix is $1,000 a month.
2: Prices for groceries also
1: way up, more than 13% from last year, partly due to weather. We all kind of already went through that. What I I did want to mention um you yeah, know i'm always looking at this reverse repo don't understand any of it people try to explain it to me but now with the treasury markets and if i understand the t-bills like the treasury market uh when the u.s government needs money uh we issue or the fed issues t-bills and you know people buy that and that's how we finance the system uh, in gross terms you can correct me uh turns out that there's not a lot of what they call liquidity i.e. not a lot of buyers for these t-bills now and it's there's a lot of stories about people getting worried about this and uh, particularly because the dealers um, during during the uh, during covid and during the lockdown they were allowed to buy more bonds basically with no money on margin or whatever and that got rolled back and so now they're saying, "Hey, you got to do that again because we can't actually get anyone to buy the U.S. debt." Does this sound familiar to you? This story?
0: No, not really. Hmm. Okay. They just jack up the interest, and in people buy the U.S. debt from overseas. Hmm. We'll see. I,
1: I, I, I really don't know. There is this very, rather interesting. Um. A letter floating around, which is supposedly from the RAND Corporation. It was uh, issued in German, and there's scans of it online. And apparently from January 2022, where they literally lay out the plan for the war in Ukraine. Have you... This is, so I, I've I've linked to
0: this. Is it a hoax? It's hard I mean, it's to
1: say. It's got hoax. It sounds like a hoax. It sounds, it, like it soo- hoax. It sounds hoaxy.
0: <sighs> It's hard to say. Because Russia would have to be in on the deal. Uh,
1: Well, the whole point is, it's a RAND document on how we screw Germany. It's not about Russia. An increase in the flow of resources from Europe to the U.S. can be expected if Germany enters a controlled economic crisis. The pace of economic development in the EU depends almost uh, alternatively on the state of the German economy. True. It is Germany that bears the brunt of spending on the poorer EU members. Uh, and they say, an interruption of Russian supplies may well trigger a systemic crisis that would be devastating for the German economy and indirectly for the entire European Union. And then they say, the only viable way, I'm skipping around, to guarantee Germany's rejection of Russian energy supplies is to engage both sides in the military conflict in Ukraine. And, then, and, and they go into some detail about why the, the Donbass would, you know, that it would all be a problem, but it would be great for the U.S., and also the idea, yeah. So it, it, it so the, the strategy what they put in there feels kind of like, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Well, that would make sense if we're because of the amount of of. The amount of money we've thrown at the Ukraine thing, which helps our businesses, to be honest about it. And then... Uh, our military-industrial complex. Our military sure. complex. And sure. They get their billion a month that they need, extra over and above whatever else they're making. That's uh, uh-huh. yeah, interesting. It's an interesting theory. It d- does the trick.
14: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially after listening to Ursula there. It's, it's kind of gross. Oh, goodness. I see here that...
1: Uh a uh, uh, French ATC is striking uh, striking tomorrow that screws up a lot i mean you can't fly over france
0: oh, oh that would be man. a nightmare
1: that's happening tomorrow it's on
0: uh, the air traffic controllers of france are going on strike so thus you can't fly over france because you just can't you not get yeah you don't get transit you won't get tra- yeah you won't, you won't be able to do it too many f- flights in the air at the same time it was just one lone flight it could get over
1: well they'll typically have one you know they'll staff something so that someone can say go away um and you know i mean someone's someone's gonna have to do something to keep it going but all flights will be canceled everything will be canceled and over flying france you know that's it's expensive Uh, if you have to go around it's big country
0: yeah you got to go around it costs money Big
1: big country big country
0: Um, well, not only that, but it's located right in the middle of everything. So, Yep.
1: And so well, we also have another strike coming up here.
8: In Minnesota today, about 15,000 nurses launched a three-day labor strike, primarily over pay and staffing shortages. They feel overworked, and they want more nurses hired to improve patient care. Impact bring hospitals back the are other Temporary <laughs> replacement nurses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they keep forgetting they never bring this up in these stories. No, of course not. They've got they staffing don't. shortages because all these nurses quit. You, you, I'm you, not you, taking the shot. Forget tell, it.
1: You're telling me they're forgetting?
0: I don't think they're forgetting. They're doing it on purpose. You're right. So they're remiss. As a
1: part of this RAND document, they say that, you know, and it kind of falls into what um, Ursula was saying that the EU will have all of these highly qualified, highly skilled people. Their economy is going to tank in some controlled but still a a disastrous way. And then we need to open the gates for all those European residents, they may not be citizens, but residents, to come to the U.S. to fill it up for us.
0: Either way... Is that what it says in that
1: document? It does, yeah.
0: I can find it for you. You have to send me a copy of that thing. I have not seen this. Let me just see if I can. Have you checked with the fact-checking operations to see this is just a complete hoax?
1: Oh, uh, the Rand Corporation, of course, denies it. I can tell you exactly what
0: they write, but well, that doesn't mean anything,
1: right? But I can here's their uh, their press release Uh, headline: "Fake Rand Report on Quote Weakening Germany." A supposedly, I'm going to do the voice. supposedly,
0: by the way, if that's true, if it is a a complete hoax as opposed to a secret document they didn't want to get let out. Uh huh um it was well done the well, hoax would be well, well done it came from it, it
1: came from germany and the documents were in german and so now this is the translated uh version that's going around and okay a supposedly leaked rand report about a bizarre u.s conspiracy to weaken germany is fake Genuine RAND research, analysis, and commentary on the war in Ukraine may be found at this page. And they link to their analysis page. Given the potential origins of this fake document, we... Putin! Given the potential origins of this fake document... We encourage you to explore this resource on the fire hose of falsehood approach to propaganda and Rand's extensive research on truth decay. Wow. A phenomenon driven in part by the spread of disinformation. So they don't they they just say it's fake. They don't deny that they wrote this strategy. And then they link to their explanation of the fire hose of falsehood well, it, and the
0: I truth think today. they they think that is a denial but it sound it does seem like since it's a very advanced form of uh hoaxery of hoax, hoaxing as opposed to you know just something simple um it could be the russian russian uh, intelligence could do something like that and get away with it and they would do it in german true true
1: uh, the precondition for Germany to fall into this trap is the leading role of the Green Parties and ideology in Europe. The German Greens are a strongly dogmatic, if not zealous movement, which make it quite easy to get them to ignore economic arguments. In this respect, the German Greens... Wait, wait, I, wait, wait, what are you reading? I'm reading from that document, from, the,
0: from oh, the... You're talking about from the press release? No, from the... No, no, I'm reading from the RAM document. Oh, from the from the hoax from the hoax doc.
1: document. Yeah, the hoax doc. Okay, in hoax this doc. in this respect, but it's it's well done. That's why I'm reading it. The yeah, G- I, Russians. In this respect, the German Greens outperformed their counterparts in the rest of Europe. Personal characteristics and the lack of professionalism of their leaders, mostly notable Annalena Baerbock and Robert Habeck, suggest that it is almost impossible for them to admit their own mistakes in time. Against the translation, so. It's probably Russian to German to German to English. Uh, See, where was that thing about uh, people coming in? You know,
0: know, the funny thing is you have to consider this uh, as a a psyop psyop on the psyop. Uh, It's possible that this was written with all sincerity by the Russians. And to give it credibility, they put it out as a hoax when, in fact, the analysis is absolutely correct. That's, that is the way you do it.
1: That's Yes, because then it's out there, but it's a hoax. Another inevitable... It's a
0: hoax, but is it... A, the, the, the hoax part is the RAND aspect of it. Right. The analysis itself may be right on the money. So, in other words, you set yourself up as a parallel operation to RAND mm-hmm. in Russia... Yep. And you do, and you put the, the right people together and you create this document that if you just roll it out as a Russian, as a Russian operation, that ah, Russian propaganda, it would get ignored. But you roll it out but, from German, and I got it from
1: a German producer, so it's doing the rounds there.
0: Yeah, so it's being, so it, so this is a, this is high end intelligence work. Let's. Get, that is very, it's admirable and, but you do have to take it seriously now if you take it from that perspective.
1: I'll read two more pieces here then. It sounds
0: like a winner. I need to read this. <laughs> thing. They probably nailed it.
1: Another inevitable consequence of a prolonged economic recession will be a sharp decline in living standards and rising unemployment up to two hundred to 400,000 in Germany alone, resulting in an exodus of skilled workers and well-educated young people. There are literally no destinations for such migration today other than the United States. A somewhat smaller but also insignif- but also not insignificant flow of migrants can be expected from other EU countries. <clears throat> Thus, the scenario under study will contribute both indirectly and quite directly to the strengthening of the national financial position. This is the U.S. In the short term, it will reverse the trend of the looming economic recession and moreover consolidate American society by distracting it from immediate economic concerns. This in turn will reduce electoral risk.
0: Yeah, well, electoral risk to who? To Biden. I okay, would, I would now, presume. now I, I, let me do my re-analyze my analysis. I'm just that's my that's my uh, thought. That it doesn't kicker s- doesn't say it. That kicker mm-hmm. makes it sound less Russian and more CIA. So it could yeah. be a CIA document meant to look like a Russian document <laughs> that went into Germany, Germany. <laughs> to fake it which is sound, which is more CIA than anything
1: listen CIA zigzag hire me i'll write something in dutch they can publish it over there you know yeah. whatever you want
0: it'd be great but this sound now is sound in CIA yeah. and and to pull this and they they, they could pull this stunt off better than the russians that's pretty good so, now I'm even more interested in reading this document because <laughs> it's probably got some cool stuff. The hints, it's got some coded language.
1: Uh, more than likely. <laughs> uh,
0: Those bastards. <laughs> uh,
1: let me see. Just a couple more things before we take our break here. Kind of, you know, great resetty type things. This surprised me because, you know, Apple is is such a our shit don't stink company and it's not really apple's problem it's goldman sachs's problem but they onboarded everybody onto this apple credit card but they really onboarded a lot of people and uh and this is not looking too good for uh well i personally think for for Apple, ultimately, it also it feels really off-brand. Have a listen.
6: Every
4: month, you have, uh, or every quarter, in this case, you have the credit card companies releasing data about their, uh, you know, uh, delinquencies and charge-offs. That's when people get late, and then ultimately default out of their uh, credit card debt. And what we found for Goldman Sachs is really interesting given their reliance, heavy reliance on the Apple card which is, uh, they actually had a 2.93% net charge off rate. Now, that is roughly twice what you would see at a J.P. Morgan or a B of A. We can get into why that's perhaps a little bit of an apples to oranges comparison a little bit, but uh, needless to say, it's the highest charge off rate among any of the big issuers with sizable credit card books and, you know, I dug into a little bit as to why that would be the case. It turns out if you look at their customers, about 28 percent of their loans go out to people with uh fico scores lower than 660 which is considered below
1: prime <laughs> what are they doing when people start getting kicked off of the card because they have been late too many times or something or you know apple is indirectly going to be suing their customers the 2.9 percent who who uh, default on their credit card this seems like a yeah, bad idea. Yeah, not a good look. No,
0: I mean, yeah, it's Goldman yeah, so They socks, shouldn't but, get into financial services. I don't, I don't know what they were thinking.
1: It also says something about that so-called classy audience that uses iPhones. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe not the the top notch folks you thought they were. They're
0: deadbeats. Well, they're broke from paying for the iPhone. I mean, every year you <laughs> yeah. drop another grand on a stupid phone. Jeez, do <laughs> you have any common sense? You're so right. No offense, iPhone users.
1: <laughs> Let's do the uh, the Metaverse uh, bomber, and then uh, we'll take a break. I think you ha- you have.
0: Did you? That's you. Did you yeah, I have a clip on the Metaverse bomber. This is, this is I think, is the most. I've heard different stories. From different sources, this is the best one right here. Did a Northeastern
2: University employee stage a package explosion? Federal investigators are now looking into that possibility after finding inconsistencies with the man's stories and his injuries. That's according to new reporting from the Associated Press tonight. The police say the employee reported the incident around 7 p.m. last evening. This was the scene on campus shortly after. Police say the employee received minor hand injuries after opening a package that he says... Exploded. Sources told NBC Boston the incident didn't involve an explosive device. Instead, they're describing it as an overpressurized case of some sort. Officials say the package was delivered to Holmes Hall, which has a virtual reality center. The package reportedly contained a note criticizing virtual reality and Facebook co-founder Mark Zuckerberg. Police also found a second package that they say a bomb squad safely neutralized. One professor at the school linked the act to
15: terrorism. There's a political manifesto. It's clearly a non-state actor targeting a university, which is a civilian target.
2: Students returned to class today after officials said the campus
1: is secure. All right, what do you think is
0: going on? It's just some lone wolf <laughs> nutball. <laughs> the funny thing about mm-hmm. it was that the gender studies program is headquartered in that same building. Mm-hmm. And the gender studies head of the department came out said, I think they were trying to bomb us. There's no proof there was anything else. Oh, <laughs> lone trying wolf. Trying lone to look wolf. like a target. Yeah, we have a lone wolf.
4: Lone wolf.
1: Lone wolf. Lone wolf. Uh, oh, wait, we have it here.
4: Uh, I am a lone wolf.
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I'm been a lone wolf. A well, I, I read an interesting article uh, in, uh, well, something was sent to me in unheard.com, which I have heard of. Uh, Gen Z and younger millennials, um, are starting to worship Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. (laughs) Yeah. How about
0: this? Yeah.
1: Gen Z and younger millennials. Thanks to
0: you. You're the one that's been pushing this.
1: Yes. Gen Z and younger millennials see the truth in Kaczynski's central critique of technology and its deleterious effects on society. Surrounded by screens from early childhood, addicted to near-constant media consumption, often lacking basic in-person social skills, many sense a broader problem in their own individual capture by the tech borg. They've grown up in an in an era marked by mounting terror about climate change in which the conventional politics seems woefully insufficient to solve any problems. So Kaczynski's manifesto resonates. And of course, this has uh, uh, helped by, you know, multiple, with the Manhunt series on Netflix, the full-length biopic, uh, Kaczynski has a new book out. Uh, so, you know, it makes sense. But then if you actually go and read, and I'm, so this time it's not a joke, I'm not going to spring it on you, this is Professor Ted from Industrial Society and its Future, then tell me if, if this wouldn't resonate with some Gen Zers. It is true that some restrictions on our freedom could be eliminated, But generally speaking, the regulation of our lives by large organizations is necessary for the functioning of the industrial technological society. The result is a sense of powerlessness on the part of the average person. It may be, however, that formal regulations will tend increasingly to be replaced by psychological tools that will make us want to do what the system requires of us. Propaganda, educational techniques, mental health programs, etc. I think he kind of nailed it. No, that's he didn't it. That is nailing it, <laughs> and it was quite a while ago when he nailed this. So I, I don't like the idea that they're that the they're blowing people up, but the and it doesn't sound like they actually were. But I think there may be a movement. Professor Ted for the win.
0: You know, a friend of mine who's now deceased, uh, George Morrow, a very famous computer guy. He was a student of Kaczynski's. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, an actual student, not like me, a student, but an actual at at the university. No, an actual student is math class. Mm.
0: Yeah, because he and wasn't he a says math he's genius. He's always been trying to get a hold of. Him. He can't do it now, but he says he's trying to get a hold of him. He says he says, for the life of me, I know this guy pretty well, and I can't believe he did any of this. Oh, you don't even think he wrote it? No, and now about the writing of the manifesto, about the bombing. Oh, the bombing part. Hmm. Huh. Well, that's an interesting theory. Well, it's like you know, the Unabomber like, could uh, still
1: be out there.
0: <coughs> it's like the building OJ Simpson's innocent, right? Which is possible because his son, a lot of people think, yeah, is the one that, yeah, was the murderer. That, that he covered up for his son, yeah. But uh, that doesn't mean he's innocent. Well,
1: uh, I, I'm all for it. If uh, if Gen Z is uh, is starting to worship Ted, I, I think this is a, this is
0: good. Read that well, they're book. They're worshiping, and they're reading. It him.
1: says worship, Gen Z's worship well, they of the said universe.
0: Worship, because they're trying to dissuade by using the, the, <laughs> oh, the right. kind of the sacrilegious term "worship." Excellent point.
1: And that is why I'd like to thank you for your courage and say in the morning to you, the man who put the sea in every single crisis, ladies and gentlemen. Please say hello to my friend on the other end, Mr. John C.
0: Moorehead. Well, in the morning to you, Mr. Adam Curry. In the morning serve asleep Bruce theddaffy in the air substance water, and all the names and nights out there
1: and in the morning to the trolls and the troll of
0: hello trolls
1: uh, I, I'm very curious how many trolls we've got in there for today. Uh, the Troll Room is where you can listen live. NoagendaStream.com, TrollRoom.io. Uh, you'll have a chat room. You can listen live. You can troll along. Uh, troll other people. Troll me. Troll John. Well, you can't troll John because uh, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't play along with that game. Oh, we don't play that. Let's troll see. Count. How the many day. do we have oh, in yeah. the Troll Room? Okay. <laughs> oh. Scurrying off like nut jobs. We have low, low, 1991. We're crashing.
14: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: yeah. crashing. It's crashing. It was 22 last Thursday. I know. It's crashing. I don't know what's happening. It's, uh, it's inflation.
0: Maybe it's hard <laughs> to get into the, the room today. It's possible. <laughs>
1: you never know. Some, for some people, it is hard. You can also follow us on noagendasocial.com. Uh, and I love how people still just continue to send email to our No Agenda Social addresses.
0: Uh, you can't tell them enough.
1: No, no, you, no. In fact, that makes them send more.
0: <laughs> I think I heard them say that was the email address. <laughs> Why would they bring it up otherwise? It
1: actually does work, so do whatever you want. Uh, Adam at NoAgendasocial.com. It John for me. John C. Dvorak at social.com Um and uh someone sent me a note they say, hey man, I'm just a rancher from South Carolina. Uh you know, someone on No Agenda Social warned me that there's also like nefarious types on this m- mastodon. I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> Dude, what should I be looking out for?" I said everybody and everything?" But then again, it's pretty easy to see the real threads when people are really, really communicating with each other. And this is I mean, I think it's beautiful. We'll talk later about Twitter, how Twitter is being completely destroyed. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's just a matter of time before it's over, and stock price will be
0: 12 or maybe five. Well, it's a 50 cents stock.
1: Okay, 50 cents. <laughs> right now, it's. I mean, they're still up in the 40s, right? I mean, no,
0: it held up during that big crash with 1,100, 1,200 point downturn, boom. Yeah, the Twitter's beca- the only one that kind of, hey, you know, I'm still 41. It didn't do anything. It didn't go down at all, almost.
1: And the thinking is that that's because the investors are all sitting there going, well, Elon's going to have
0: to pay for it. Yeah, that's what they think. And I don't it think looks- so. I,
1: you know, I, I I. don't I think so either. Let me see, let me see what it is like right it. now. What is it right now today? It's up. It's at 42. Yeah, there you go. And and it's a company with almost no profit and nothing but bullshit going on. (laughs) Uh, But please consider um, getting an account. You can now go to signup.noagendasocial.com. We do have the accounts open. Of course, you can do this from anywhere, from any uh, Mastodon instance, as it's called, or server. Uh, but uh, uh, sign up. dot com. You will have to answer some uh, strategically um, um, uh, crafted questions to make sure you deserve to be in there. I love it. There are so many people emailing me who do, who are getting stuck. It's like so. Here's here's the riddle. John is always broad- broadcasting from blank Silicon Valley, and there's a lot of people who don't know this. I'm like, do you listen to the show? The opening of the show. And the closing. <laughs> the closing. Well, I can understand maybe not people not sitting through all every end of show makes, but you must have heard the answer to that. It is very surprising. Very surprising.
0: Yeah. Well, if they can't answer that, then they don't deserve to be on.
1: <laughs> um, we would like to thank the artists for episode 1485. We titled that Gender Journey and we were on our own gender journey finding the artwork for this, a capitalist agenda took home the credit with the batteries not included, no agenda, kind of Ford, well, Ford logo, but also the, the Ford F-150 Lightning, you know, kind of that, uh, that grill look they have on their running boards, etc. cetera. I, th- I think it was hard for us to find something.
0: There was nothing even comparative to this. This was, uh, the other art paled more or less. I mean, this was not a, a piece that we wanted to pick. It was really well done. There was yeah. no question about that. It it, it had a, it was a gag because we talked about Ford, and you made the joke. Yeah, it must be with no battery, and uh so we get the batteries not included gag in yeah. there. Yeah. So it had all the elements of a good piece, and it was extremely well done. And I thought it was pretty. I thought it was the prettiest piece. But there was no competition to it.
1: It was also uh, confusing for people, I think, because it was nine eleven. Uh, was that nine eleven or nine? Yeah, nine eleven. And yeah, it was
0: nine eleven. Nobody was. No, the mainstream media wasn't dealing with nine eleven. They decided against it, right? Which is and kind of where
1: it puts us when and we, so we, we, we talked we about. Say, it. Well, you know,
0: if what are we going to do? What are we supposed to do? Yeah. Well, we stole nine eleven. I don't think so. There's no reason
1: for it. What we are not going to do is put up the twin towers with a, a UFO in between as art. Like no, no.
0: Yeah, um, no, because we didn't talk about that. We, you know, a lot of this has to do. Yes, we do mention that for uh, the artist's artist information. We do like to have thematic art. So, in other words, if we have Mother's Day, we like a Mother's Day piece. If it's Father's Day, should say Father. We we like that. We do. Uh, 9/11, not necessarily. uh, Although, why? You know, why don't you do it? 9/11. Well, we don't because it's not like a holiday. It's nothing. You know, it's kind of a screwball thing to celebrate. It's nothing you want to celebrate. And uh, and then there was no nine. There was not a thing that jumped out at you, and we didn't talk about it at all.
1: Now, we just talked about the lack of media coverage.
0: Attention, yeah.
1: Um, I, re- I, I really like Tonta Neal's uh, The Four Horsemen. But I think we thought that was a very pretty piece, but really a little inappropriate with the flames and everything for 9-11. I think that was a kind of like, no, nah, not know. Or was there another well, reason?
0: That's, that's a resubmission. She sent that in before. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah, hmm. I don't know when. Hmm. Okay, I we was, did discuss. I'm pretty sure we discussed it before. And it was, I li- I've always liked that piece; it's very pretty. And I've thought about maybe using it for uh, something else. Oh, for private use? I'm looking back now to trying to find it. Maybe she never sent it in before, but I'm pretty sure she did.
1: Thank you to all the artists who. Uh always diligently dive in and and give it their best shot and we try to feed back to let you know exactly what we're thinking and why we chose something or not it's not like it's set in stone we're only just made of flesh and blood i was reading a couple of articles about online art communities which we certainly have the no agenda artists no agenda art com. you can participate yourself or just refresh during the live show to play along uh, but these are, I think the artists pretty much all come together on the noagendasocial.com website, on the mass, Well, a lot number. of them do. A lot of, not them, all not of them, not all of them. Uh, online art communities are starting to ban AI-generated images. And we actually had a, a, and the guy apologized for it. Who who spammed the uh, the generator with a whole bunch of AI yeah. things.
0: <laughs> the guy who loaded up. Yeah, he was yeah.
1: He, he was very apologetic, and and everyone, you know, it was. Very, I loved how that kind of worked on No the Social. I was like, oh, you know, hey man, and oh, I'm sorry. Boom, everyone's cool. And Paul Couture had already removed them all. But in yeah, general, in general, I find I don't know what you think, but I find most of these AI generated images just. It feels, it feels like it. It's like, oh, this, and you can see it's like, oh, AI generated. It's boring. It, it doesn't feel like it's something great. You know what I mean?
0: Give it time.
1: <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, I just wanted to, before we go thank our, um, we have some long notes today. Before we thank our executive and associate executive producers, there was a, an article in a marketing uh, magazine Marketing Brew which I think is only online. And just to understand why you are supporting this podcast with value for value, which we've been doing now for 15 years and the only way we thought it would be would be possible to talk about anything we want to talk about is if we can get paid for it. We need to be able to live, we need to be able to watch C-SPAN and do all this work and clip everything and think and 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 and, and be smart. Um but we could not take any Corporate money. Uh, and this is now where the podcast industrial complex is. This is what would be happening to your podcast, your no- best podcast in the universe, the No Agenda Show, if we had taken ads. And uh, here's the headline Podcast brand safety tools are trying to demystify the space for wary advertisers. As I told you, advertisers don't really like advertising on podcasts, but they feel it has to be. And so now there are uh these brand safety solutions are popping up for buying podcast ads and here's how it works. And this by the way a, a, a ComScore, com uh, score all all the big ad based uh what do they call it uh, attribution based uh companies are are subscribing to these services it's all part of the garm the Global Alliance for Responsible Media. So, what they've done is they have twelve categories. Garf. Gar? Yeah, Garmy. I thought Gam, Gam. That's content, not brand safe. Uh, these twelve categories, um, which will be, uh, I think, tell me if you think we'd be in any any category that I mentioned here uh, in terrorism, uh, misinformation. Uh, we would be tagged as high risk if we discussed arms and ammunition. I mean, there is no way that if if you can get tagged with a possible mis or disinformation flag that you're going to get advertising and th- and this is th- this is now closing in on anyone who's podcasts: well, Read the
0: 12 the whole 12.: I don't have the whole list' unfortunately.
1: I wish I had the oh. whole list. I wish I had the whole list. Uh, I'm sure I could look up the garm,
0: but it's it's i mean this is this is the end it's it won't work. No, it won't work because people the podcasts only are attractive because they have you know uh, they they're on a different dimension, uh, and that dimension o- often calls for well, I mean, most podcasts are cussing a lot or or they they got some screwball idea that is not even close to being realistic, but interesting because the podcasters themselves are very unique and they like to you know come up with great great whole uh, theories uh, i was listening to a couple recently that and we need to talk about a few of them i mean one of them is this deagle thing which has been annoying me for some time deagle oh yeah it's a deagle thing is th- this deagle? is a bl- uh, this just back it up it's a blog okay that put out a list of the population, the, what the population of the United States is going to be in 2025, and it was going to be down 100 million people <laughs> without explanation. Hmm. And so a bunch of these podcasters, including some that are, should know better, took it very seriously, and they're going on and on about, to, you know, it's because everyone who got one shot, they're going to be dead. <laughs> and this and that, you know, it's the same thing you hear here and there.
1: Yeah, so no, no one wants to advertise on that.
0: No, of course not. Nobody wants. Well, actually, they do want to listen to it, though. <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, Yeah. it's it's entertaining. So what? We, so we decided that like uh,
1: people needed to figure out how much value they uh, attributed to this, and you, I mean, you're going to learn some very important value for value lessons in the next year or two, as uh, you know, local businesses that. Uh, well, John has a great story about that, but local businesses that you keep thinking, yeah, I should go in there, I should buy from them, I should support them, they're going to go away. And they will close and they'll be gone forever. So, uh, and that could happen with anything. And that's why people uh, like to support us with what they feel the value of this podcast brings to them for one show, for a thousand shows, whatever, for 10 years, for one day, it's all up to you. And so far, so good, we're surviving. And we kick it off proof with Bill Loby, who comes in from Smyrna, Georgia, with a cool one thousand dollars, and says, "Please accept this one thousand dollar bit of treasure for my instant knighthood." And if we may, let's get some soon to be scarce dedouching out of the way.
0: Hold oh, on a second. I, we were yapping. Yeah, so long. he knows about the dedouching issue that we're getting, having a shortage.
1: <laughs> yes, you're right. You've been de-douched. I'm worried about that.
0: I don't know how uh, I, there's no resupply on the on the horizon. The the original de-douching, the suppliers are out of business. Yeah. We have to find an alternate supplier, probably from China. I do not want
1: Chinese de-douchings. Well yeah. no, I'm sorry. I I'm, I'm putting my foot down. I will not de-douche anyone with douche product from China. Uh This is a long overdue donation as my smoking hot wife and I have been listening to the greatest podcast in the universe for over a decade. See, that's what I mean. I gleefully support many value for value podcasts like those wacky Canucks from the Grimerica show who first turned me on to No Agenda way back in the day. It's spreading. I am the owner of Neighbors Feed and Seed, the oldest business in Smyrna, Georgia, and the really yes and the regional resource for organic farmers vegetable gardeners pet owners crazy bird watchers chicken freaks itchy preppers pirates and all the colorful characters that come to me to help them grow their own food or make their property pretty it's no coincidence that a remarkable percentage of my customer base are no agenda listeners and producers that's right that would be the pirates and the itchy preppers (laughs) I'm comfortable remaining a douchebag if you'd graciously allow me an old switcheroo for my wife, Megan. She is much more deserving of nobility and will make a much more attractive addition to the round table. Picture attached. She requests pickled pig's feet and Prosecco at the table and has chosen the moniker Dame Ginger of the Bush. A quick goat karma will do, please. We're not that needy. Annie finishes by saying... Uh, Adam, looking forward to meeting you on the Beef Initiative this weekend in Bluffton, Georgia. Sounds like the good guys are circling the wagons. Let's find an exit strategy. Yes, in Bluffton, Georgia is where I'm going to be. And uh, that is actually the White Oak Pastures. It's like a really, like a very famous place, two and a half hours south of Atlanta. I had no idea. Well, maybe see you there. You've got ah! karma.
0: That's interesting. Uh, So now we have, I don't know why this is out of order, but we go to Chris Cobb, $538 in Concord, North Carolina.
1: Out of order what? I don't understand.
0: Well, how much did John Burns contribute? Oh, I see you're right. Hmm, that is weird. Yeah, very strange. Hmm. A few weeks ago, I mentioned needing karma for an idea I was working on. If it's not too much trouble... I'd like to get the Curry Devora Consulting Group's feedback. You can watch the two minute explainer video. And if you looked at this? We nominate.org. I think you should. Yes, I have. Uh, this donation puts me in for a night. I'd like to be known as Sir Christopher of the Trademark. No special requests for, for the round table. Uh, I'll just have a little of what everyone else is having. Oh. Is well, it's the way uh, to go
1: pickled pig's feet and Prosecco. It's the breakfast of champions. So now we have John Burns, Man's Choice, Pennsylvania, 70707. So, yes, it's odd that he's here, but doesn't matter. Um, he says, Well, shit. Okay. <laughs> Thought my donation of 404.04 would get me to knighthood, but it didn't. I'll send a second donation to complete Oh, I think ah, what? Oh, I think. I see, okay. What
0: what's, this is really a, the second donation that's amount, which is 300 something, but he put it together. Eric put it together so it showed up at, that's with this number.
1: Okay. okay we got it. All right mystery solved looking over my accounting i've been a douchebag for far longer than i realized he's realizing it life has been crazy since quitting my job at the end of 2020 to spend six months through um hiking the appalachian trail since my return to society i've met an amazing woman spent a month in tijuana dirt dirt bagged out of my pickup for six months with the new wife she must think you're a catch brother Driven all over the country, moved to a rural farm in the Appalachian, started my own business, and as of a week ago, found out my wife is pregnant. Well, hello. Must have been that uh, dirt bagging in the pickup. Although all of this is value associated with the No Agenda Show, has been, although... All of this the val- through all of this, sorry, the value associated with the no agenda show has been far greater than I can return. please deduce me <laughs> you 've been deduced and throw me some much needed karma for my knighthood i 'd like to be known as Sir Little John the cereal Keller or sir Sir L j uh, for short, okay at the round table i 'm asking for a staple food of my hike that probably took years off my life, peanut butter and pop tarts. <laughs> Throw in a box of your favorite cereal too. Thank you for your courage, and may you never find an exit strategy. Uh, sincerely, John Burns. Thank you, John.
0: And for you sticklers out there, it's always pronounced Appalachian. Appalachian.
1: Sorry. What did I say, Appalachian?
0: Yeah, yeah. I used to say that all the time, and then people got on my case, and that was the end of it. Right. Isabel Mertz, because I'm a big fan of the of the of the Appalachian State football team. Uh-huh. Isabel Mertz uh, in Beaufort, so is, Luxembourg. Is
1: it like Nevada or Nevada? Is it Nevada?
0: I don't know. I always say Nevada. I think it's Nevada. Uh, 333.33 in Beaufort, uh, Luxembourg. Hey. That's in Luxembourg. Hey. ITM, gentlemen. I just donation to be credited to my smoking hot boyfriend, Kyle McQuestion. McKeston. 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 Can you put the switcheroo in? I sure can. Kyle hit me in the mouth on our California road trip in the winter of 2019. We also visited Austin and Fredericksburg, but then had to drive straight back to Corpus Christi to Canada. Oh, from Corpus Christi to Canada when the pandemic was declared. Last year, Kyle wished me a happy birthday, otherwise you wouldn't get in. That's right. Last year, Kyle wished me a happy birthday by donating, and now it's my turn to wish him a fantastic birthday, which is September 17th. He's on the list. And also help him reach his knighthood with this, with, for this occasion with, this, uh, with his associate executive producership uh, donation from last year. And he also donated some $50 many years ago. My small donation over the last few months and today's big magic number should have him accumulated to $1,000. Nice. Funny thing, on his birthday, we'll go to the Medieval Times dinner and tournament where he will be knighted too. It's one really? of those restaurants I think Oh, okay you know, so he's I guess gonna get if a- you're paying money they night you there yeah all right his night name for now shall be Sir Kyle back Sir Kyle back but maybe he'd prefer a different one so we might have to circle back <laughs> for the round table I'd like to order some olives black bean burgers pomegranates and guava juice <laughs> uh, he's going to be a pick Kyle. He's going to be a pickle jar. Get it? Oh, uh, yes. This I homemade got pickles it. to share with everyone. Sorry for the long note. Yes, you should be. Uh, but it's for a special occasion and even more special man. I love you, Kyle. Oh, yes. Jingle request Fauci Wheeze and some van building R2D2 Karma. Thank you so much. You've got Karma. Karma.
1: <laughs> Anonymous spirit of the Northwoods here with 333.27 Tomahawk, Wisconsin. Switcheroo for my first human resource, the Barbarista. On his 27th birthday this Saturday. I hit him in the mouth roughly a year ago, and his amygdala has kept in check ever since. Good job. Forgot to ask the first time I donated, so please de us both.
0: You've been de
1: That's for the uh, Barbarista, and this is for you.
9: You've been de
1: Oh, listen to this. Uh... He missed the last donation because he skipped the donation segment. So perhaps John could chastise him for being me, for, chastise him for me, a he doesn't listen to the donation segment. That's bullshit. Now, we're not going to let you write lines, uh, but maybe John. And would I wouldn't say some. that. No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's uh... So
0: that's nothing I would say. So you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> so what would you say? I would say, hey, listen to the donation segment, dude. Yeah, exactly. And he did request oh, the, the pasta glock. I'm going to
4: shoot you in the face with my noodle gun, you racist piece of shit. I got my pasta glock locked and loaded. Pew, pew.
0: There's usually good uh, commentary and material in the donation segment. Yes, Sir Chauncey of the Netherworld is up from New York. It says New York dump. I don't know what that means. Three hundred thirty-three dollars. <laughs> Greetings from Sir Chauncey of the Netherworld. Recently started a long battery of tests, tests to figure out uh, which of my internals have decided to go on the fritz. Oh no! So can I get a health karma with a goat kicker? Thank you for your courage.
5: You've got karma.
1: Now, what is this here? Is this this very, very long note? This next one here. Am I seeing this correctly? The Our next is from John Sell from Dodge, North Dakota. And it's pages one and two. This is a long note, man. Uh, John and Adam, $300. I've been debating, debating how and when to write this. It's handwritten. It's cursive, but I can get through it. Uh, the Sunday, August 21st show convinced me it is time. Oh, finally time to donate. It was a discussion around the web telescope and the issues that the at, uh, astrophysicists are facing with data. Uh, the book uh, jacket cover it included. Did you get this jacket cover?
0: Yes, it was unscannable. Because it was on thick paper. I have the jacket cover. I have... Uh, yeah. Okay. He, 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 continue to read and you'll see his point. You don't need the jacket cover.
1: Okay. Uh, the book jacket cover expressed doubt about settled science as well. The books, uh, the other book's jacket cover uh, introduces the reader to the No Agenda podcast. Oh, this is a three-book series, fictional. Oh, that I am finding... now. I am finalizing. And the book's third cover made something though so i guess what he says is he wants to have our permission if we're okay to including references to the no agenda show in his book
0: yeah i
1: don't have a problem with that
0: of course not no agenda here's, show.net. here's a good one i'm going to read it from the back of his book bastion's gate cool bastion's gate uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's got just his little excerpt from the book, and this is one of them. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an eight-car Zephyr, <laughs> including a mail car. Bitcoin is 66033 <laughs> Suddenly, the No Agenda podcast came to a searching halt or a screeching halt when the pause button was pressed out of anger. <laughs> That's how the, that's,
1: that's how the book starts because that's perfect. That's an opener.
0: There's there's a bunch of stuff. This is like a it, it, it's never one two really three is. four eight car build. Well, that was. <laughs> I'm sorry. I come on. To the, anyway, it goes on and on. Yeah. He's got a lot of funny material here that is related right. to the uh, no agenda show. This just throws it in. And he makes it sound as, it's interesting. It's just, uh, I like the way he did it, so.
1: So, yeah, we're we're fine with that. And then uh, he doesn't ask for any karma, but does say, uh, as for the donation, perhaps you guys could be convinced to reinstate the deconstruction of the question and answer period of the Miss America pageant, if only for a short period of time. No, there's a fan, John, a fan of, of the segment. But I guess yeah. It's you know,
0: I've thought about doing it, but I keep I miss these things. Uh, they're they're been downplayed in the media. They don't get promoted much, well, like, so they actually go they shoot past me.
1: It's like the Emmy. I awards. mean, we could do
0: something. We could have done today, and I didn't do it. I didn't get any clips. But the idiotic uh, Emmys. Yes. Which no one saw. Well, no one would. Well, why would they? For one thing, there's not one TV show that won anything. <laughs> I know. <coughs> it's I don't, I've never heard of half of the shows they even nominated, let alone watched any of them. I think
1: it was five million uh, people watched the Emmy Awards. That what a canard! What a disaster!
0: And, and it was shown, and it was in a weird venue, and people were singing, and they had some sketches that were no good. Jimmy Kimmel being dragged out drunk, supposedly, or sleeping. Who knows? Oh, And then it was, that was considered racist. And there was, and then it just was the worst. And then the shows that won are like, what? I never heard it. Literally, there was, I don't know if there's any network shows that even got a nomination, let alone won anything.
1: So as I was looking at the ratings, I saw another article. Uh, that was slamming slamming the uh the upfronts, so the upfront is when the uh primarily the networks but all networks they present their new series all the stuff they 're going to be doing to the advertisers in a preview so that advertisers can buy in buy now while stocks last, and according to this review <laughs> it 's as it 's as if the networks are begging. To for everything to go away, they're moving everything to their screen to their streaming platforms. It's over. I think. I think. Networks- but why
0: are they doing this? Because it, it's a hail mary. They think the only they can't. You no- know, maybe if they put on some good programming, advertising so, so is I, My understanding up. is. So my understanding is. Well, oh, Ted Lasso. Why is Ted Lasso <laughs> over at Apple? The, one of the problems is, of course. You can't outbid Apple. Right. So you got a good show like Ted Lasso, and uh, it goes over to Apple 10 episodes a season or some stupid yeah. thing. That it's dumb for yeah. networks to do that. And they get, they're paying a fortune for it. You can't do they can't afford it. It's, it's a nightmare what's going on. It's a nightmare.
1: I'm telling you,
0: for them. And the Emmys reflect it. And and then they just stupidly put the thing on against Monday Night Football, which got more people to watch. It's like how dumb can you be?
1: I even forgot about it. I was watching Monday Night Football. I completely forgot
0: about the, the Emmys. Yeah, and that's on cable. <laughs> like I'm watching Monday Night Football. You're not watching anything like that. No, maybe if it was Monday Night Soccer, you'd probably watch that.
1: We watched. Uh, we watched Moonfall. You know Moonfall. It's a movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good. What is it about? About the moon uh, crashing into the earth. And of course, it's it's a superstructure (laughs) and it's actually hollow. You know, there's a a science. It's real science.
0: uh, Did you see Don't Look Up, which is a similar kind of story? No, this this was much
1: better than Don't
0: Look Up. Don't Look Up was You saw Don't Look Up? Yeah, of course I did. We talked about it on the show. I didn't. I couldn't get through it. I, I stopped at about... 20 minutes. No, no, but this, so I never saw all of do look up and let alone any of these. I mean, I can't watch these movies. They're not very well done.
1: You'll like moonfall. Cause it's even Tina like moonfall. And she doesn't like these kind of space movies. It was good. No, it, it's I'll hokey. It it's hokey. It's hokey. Take some edibles. You'll like it. Um, I'll continue with Doug Nixon, our first associate executive producer from Parksville, British Columbia, Scandinavia, two fifty uh, Rogan donation. Rogan Donation. Thank you both for the value you bring to every show. I recently started a new endeavor, which I hope will become my exit strategy from the Queen's Cowboys of Scandinavia. Oh, Royal Mounted Police. If anyone in the No Agenda community has any Google ads or e commerce experience that they would be willing to lend me, I would be very appreciative of any assistance you'd be willing to offer. Anyone else who would like to support my exit strategy, please check out my online store, frgtactical.com. FRGTactical.com. use no agenda at checkout to get 10% off any dude's name Ben out there willing to lend me a hand will hopefully with hopefully simple scripting would be a big bonus. Any other constructive feedback on the website is more than welcome. Contact information, uh, at Gilbert on noagendasocial.com. Um, so FRG, he, what, what is he selling at FRG tactical? Is he selling a uh,
0: prepper gear? Thank you for your courage. Stay safe. Doug. Sounds like guns to me.
1: <laughs> and you want some bu- new business karma? Ooh, sorry about that. New business, business karma. Step. Ah, I'm failing. New business. I know. What am I doing here? New business karma. There we go. You've got karma. Sorry about that. Let me check this. Uh, you read the
0: do. The Onward, while you're checking that out, I'm gonna go to Grand Old Dame Beth, the Baroness of Baja Arizona, in Tucson, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful place to visit. And they they have a church there. It's Xavier, I think. Mm-hmm. The old Catholic uh, missionary church, which is still painted up like they would, used to be. Very few people get to see this. Uh, highly recommended. Two twenty two twenty two. Heil, boys. This hi. 222.22 donation. Heil, yes. apple. Heil, apple. Oh. This Heil, boys. This 222.22 donation is made in appreciation of your efforts. It's all ducks, by the way. To right-size our amygdala and to invite all Southern Arizona slaves to join us for a celebration of the end of the monsoon season and return to uh, of our it's a dry heat status <laughs> during the Too Hot Tucson meetup meet coming up on Thursday at 922 at Canyon's Crown. Jingles. Donald Trump, don't trust China and don't raff. Why are you raffing? By the way, who's going to tell the press that Nixon declared war on cancer in 1971? <laughs> Grand Old Dame Beth, uh, the Baroness of Baja, Arizona.
1: Oh, she wanted. So she wants the full Donald Trump to just try. And, and what was the other one?
0: Oh, don't raff. Right. So. No, don't raff. Why are you raffing? Right. Where
1: is my raff? Oh, uh, that's weird. Hmm. Sometimes it's... I just have a technical day, man. I don't know what's going on. Don't... Ra- there it is. There's the, there it is. And none of this is the right volume. It's
0: driving me nuts. Okay. Donald Trump, don't trust China. China is asshole. Don't laugh.
6: Why are you laughing? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You've
1: got karma. Hey, um, our boy's website, this frgtactical.com. Yeah, that's, yeah. it's like everything except the firearm. I mean, he's got scopes, he's got, but the backpacks are pretty cool, actually. Uh, all heavy duty, tactical gear. Oh, cool. Yeah, it actually, <laughs> it actually is kind of cool. Hmm. Uh, hats, even hats. All right, uh, where are we? Where up next. We have... Am I at Sir Tommy Hawk of the Heartlander? Sir from Tommy Hawk of the Heartlander. Iowa City, 216 in the morning. Gents, this donation is to celebrate human resource number one. Nolan Balmer hitting 16 years old tomorrow. Please add him to the birthday list for nine twelve. Well, uh, he, he was on it. <laughs> uh, and let's hear some R2-D2 karma for all. You got it. Here's for your son. You've got... Karma.
0: As we wrap up our uh, short list today, Eric Crawford in Lubbock, Texas, $211.07. It's been too long since my last donation, he writes. Dedouching and health karma.
7: <laughs> You've been deduced. You've got
14: karma. Uh-huh.
1: And I think this is our last one. Baron Anonymous Cop, $200 from Redwood City, California. Uh, indeed, Baron Anonymous Cop, here I apologize for being a man overboard for the last few months with no donations. Chaos is continuing here in the Bay Area and making for plenty of work to be done. I've renamed the unofficial tactical pat shop of the No Agenda Show. It's now Etsy.com slash bootleg coins CA, where I'll be <laughs> so much for the branding. Uh, Where I I will be offering both Velcro patches and challenge coins. Speaking of challenge coins, I see that no one pumped one out recently. And I'm noting that episode 1500, a milestone worthy of a holiday, is quickly approaching. So I decided to make one. Uh. Man, (laughs) the no agenda 1500th episode challenge coin will be placed for sale on the Etsy page as soon as they get delivered. Attached are some proofs of what the design will look like. I also lowered the price on all the patches and stickers so I can get these things out of here. Dude, you unbranded us? Hmm. I'll have to take a look at these.
0: Anyway, it's... uh, What it's, What was the original brand?
1: Well, it had no agenda in it.
0: Yeah, he done branded us. Let me, see. <laughs> let me see what this said challenge coin looks like. He, 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 let me finish this note. He says, thank you for your courage. He needs to bear an honest P.S. John, the guy that donated a few weeks ago is actually one of my coworkers. Oh. One of my bosses, actually. <laughs> so we know we have the police department on board. It's about time.
1: Yeah. Nice. Hello, boys. I'll give him a karma for Hello, that. Hello, boys. I'll give him a karma for that. Thank you very much. Sure, so you're going You've a little fast. Karma. <laughs> and before we do anything else, a health karma for Dreb Scott. He does all of the beautiful chapter work for us that you can see in any modern podcast app, newpodcastapps.com. We'll roll out the goat for you, Dreb. You've got karma. All right. That was it our executive and associate executive producers for episode 1486. Thank you for uh, sticking with us, Uh, coming back, you know, even after 10 years, uh, chiming in. uh, That all results in about 4% of the entire audience supporting us, but we're happy. And everyone else, enjoy. Uh, Value for value. (laughs) It's interesting you're listening if you don't get enough any value out of it to send it back. But I think that these people show there is definitely value to be found. Uh, If you'd like to learn more about becoming a No Agenda producer, go to our website, slash NA. Thank you for bringing your time, talent, and treasure for 1486. Our formula is this we go out, we hit people in the mouth.
0: Shut up,
14: slave!
0: Shut up, slave! I'll tell you this: is this bootleg coin ca exclamation mark
1: does, doesn't work, does it? No, doesn't work without the exclamation mark either. No. Well, that's not smart. He shouldn't. Well, have, he sh- he should fixed. It he shouldn't have fixed.
0: unbranded. He shouldn't have unbranded. Well, maybe he hasn't made the switch over yet. I'm not sure. He doesn't say
1: uh let me see uh oh you know there's the uh there's all kinds of madness going on in uh, new zealand everyone's all pissed off
0: madness in new zealand stop the presses they dropped all mandates
1: like overnight this from yacinda no yacinda was like it was the most i think the most lockdown country in the world maybe china did a little better
0: job Um, She's a lunatic.
5: The government is facing backlash over its decision to drop vaccine mandates and its COVID protection framework.
11: Nurses and public health experts are feeling blindsided by the move. And as Alexa Cook reports, even some members of the public aren't ready for it.
5: Masks may no longer be mandatory on public transport. But passengers are still opting to cover up. It makes you feel a lot safer uh, especially on public
13: transport. I'm keep mine mind on for a wee bit. Yep.
5: Ditching masks on public transport and in supermarkets has left some feeling nervous and if you're flying into New Zealand vaccinations and tests on arrival are no longer legally required, raising the risk of new Covid variants sneaking in. Lots of other places around the world aren't testing either, means we might not know that new variants have arisen. So um, that is definitely a concern. Warning that scrapping restrictions could be a big expensive mistake, with further waves of the virus likely and no plan in sight. I'm disappointed that I haven't seen anything about how we're going to deal with this moving forward. A feeling the nursing workforce shares. The mandates need to to stay. We, this, is, this is huge, this is significant and we've got a workforce in crisis. There was no longer that grounds to maintain the mandate, given the high rates of vaccination, but also given the amount of COVID that people have experienced. But while COVID cases might be dropping, the workload for hospitals isn't. Emergency departments around the country are still under massive pressure and the sector's worried about how it'll cope with future surges in cases. We've got a workforce that's already depleted so our ability to respond in a timely way is going to be our major concern. A concern they're hoping the government hears.
1: I can only think one thing with this this immediate snap back, one hundred eighty degree change of direction, is to get everybody ready exactly for what this report says. Oh, we won't be able to handle it. Won't be able to handle it when it comes in the fall. I, 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 I think I think they're setting this up.
0: for some fall BS. Although it
1: doesn't make sense because their fall would be uh, spring. Right
0: fall would be close to summer. Yeah, they're over fall, uh, hmm. They're in winter right now. The end of winter. They're headed into yeah. sp- into spring.
1: Right. They're heading into
0: spring now. Yeah.
1: So it, it does. It makes so even it's a less year sense. Away. It's
0: not. No, I don't think so.
1: None of it makes sense. And you're seeing this? It's, she's like, we have to respect everybody. We they wanted you. Respect.
0: I think the real reason is some, they lost their ass in, the, in terms of financial and lost these employees. They, Shortened the hospital. The same thing everyone else has gone through. Yeah, and then she right. did all the tourists. At least if it's a tourist trap country. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, no one's going there. Can't get in. You need a vaccination. Yeah. You need this. You need that. Yeah. But you worried about quarant- being quarantined? I'm not flying to any country where I'm worried about being no
1: quarantined. Stuck there. No,
0: yeah, no, quarantine. No, not going to happen. Why? What's the point? I don't. I don't. You don't know. need. To, nobody needs to go to New Zealand.
1: Well, that's very unfriendly of you. It's a fact. <laughs> uh, we we talked briefly about Elon Musk and Twitter. And it's, it's so obvious what is going on here. Every word out of Zuckerberg, every other word out of Zuckerberg's mouth is Twitter. No, we don't do it like Twitter. No, we're better than Twitter. No, no, Twitter. And then Elon Musk, I mean, this seems like such a coordinated move. And it all kind of came together with this whistleblower. This bullcrap whistleblower. So here, first, I'll, I'll play a little bit of the story from ABC, and then we'll play you a piece of the little show Senator Hawley is putting on.
6: And now to the serious allegations against Twitter. A former executive testified on Capitol Hill about lax security, which he says left data vulnerable to hackers. He even claimed that a Chinese spy may have worked at the company. Peter Zacco yeah. told senators that Twitter executives are misleading the public. He said security failures were overlooked to keep the company profitable. And he claimed there were no safeguards to prevent any Twitter employee from taking control of any account.
0: Companies' cybersecurity failures make it vulnerable to exploitation. And when an influential media platform can be compromised by teenagers, thieves, and spies, this is a big deal for all of us. They don't know what data they have, where it lives, or where it came from. And so, unsurprisingly, they can't protect it.
6: Zatko was fired after raising concerns about security. His allegations could help Elon Musk walk away from his deal to buy the company. In response, Twitter pushed back, saying Zatko's allegations are riddled with inaccuracies.
1: So that's the... Riddled. S- riddled.
0: Riddled, riddled. By now- the way, that idea that anyone could take over an account, it accounts for the fact that you never got your blue check in the early days. Exactly. I have a... I have a I'm locked. You have somebody there? I've said this before. There's some I've same thing. I get some issues here and there myself, but mm-hmm. I've said it before. Somebody at Twitter, some it doesn't take more than one person doesn't like you.
1: No, but that's been no, and that goes way back. And I, it's okay. I, I'm I'm okay with that. And they're
0: still apparently they're still there. Of course, I don't think you got blue checks anymore. But
1: no, whatever. no, I've
0: been segregated off in some
1: special space. <laughs>
0: yeah. So th- so then we get
1: the show, and the guy did two and a half hours. Boring, nothing new, nothing exciting. It's exactly like every single company. Way too many people have access to stuff. It's all over the place. We don't really know what it is. But then Senator Josh Hawley, who I now I'm kind of convinced, he's in someone's pocket because he's trying to take down Twitter. This, this is the whole thing. Elon's taking down Twitter. It feels like the government needs to set up regulations specifically for Meta so that they can run most of it. And, and you know, all these... And this California
0: now just passed... Just so the, they can take over the place. Yeah,
1: California just passed a law that, you know, you can't operate a social network unless blah, 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 blah. So here's Holly with this completely unbelievable performance. Got it. And that means that these... 4,000-ish employees would have had access to live user data, all, data all over Twitter. They could access individual users' personal information, including their live data. Have I got that right?
0: Yes, sir. If they uh, so they would have access to the production environment. If they spent
4: the time to meander around and look around, they would find that they could access these large troves of
1: data. Including geolocation data? Did you testify to that earlier today? Uh, that the, I
2: know that Twitter has IP locations uh, and that they do use uh, geolocation mm-hmm. uh,
1: services uh, based upon IP addresses. Wow. 4,000 wow. employees wow. with access to that data. That's extraordinary. So wow. those employees would be in a position then, if they wanted to, to get this information and, and dox Twitter users. Is that fair to say? That is a concern of mine, sir, yes. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. That's a significant wow. concern. 4000 people with the ability to dox wow. individual users who pick up the phone and no use way Oh wow. Oh wow. <laughs> There's 2 million people who have top secret clearance in America, maybe more. Oh wow. Oh wow, 4000 people can dox me on Twitter. This thing is the minute Okay, my prediction one of these, so Elon did this. He, he works for the government. I'm just going to give you my theory. I, no, I can't prove it. I'm saying this without evidence. Elon works for the government, all his subsidies, all the money, all the space stuff. It all comes from the government, governments. And uh, so he works for them. They say, you got to take down Twitter. Okay, watch this. And he did this whole
0: thing, set him up. Well, obviously Twitter wasn't uh, uh, cooperating, perhaps.
1: Twitter may not have been cooperating. Good point. Um,
0: Possible. And they seem to have their own agenda about everything.
1: So now they've set it up. Now they're trying to find, trying to give Elon an out. And I'm sure that eventually the judiciary will kick in and talk to the judge or do something. And it's got, this thing has to be dismissed. I don't even think, I I don't even think Elon's going to pay a dime. I don't think there'll be a single, pay, even though the $1 billion break, breakup fee, I think he's going to walk away. He will actually give the billion to the poor employees of Twitter who will be out of a job when that goes down to a fifty cent stock. This thing is on the edge. This is the best short of all human history.
0: No, there's a lot better <laughs> shorts than this.
1: Forty one to half a dollar.
0: It's a good short, but there's been stocks up there. No, I mean you know, I, I, two, three, 400 bucks to nothing, to zero, to broke. Yeah, but this is a sure thing. I don't, you know what? Well, it is by your thesis. I'm not convinced of it. No, I know. There's I know. no such thing as a sure thing, especially when it comes to the no, stock market. Know. Now,
1: Patreon—you
0: know—they get bought. You know, somebody else comes along and buys them, or who knows?
1: Patreon is in some weird trouble. Have you been following this?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I almost clipped that guy. I, I don't think I. No, did. I, I didn't clip no, I the didn't. guy. I didn't clip the guy.
1: But but I'll just tell you what's what's happening. First of all, they they fired. Uh, their uh, apparently their entire security team. Then it turns out they're really Supposedly. firing. Yeah. Then they were f- firing like twenty percent of the company. Well, it's p- bad times. But then there's all these Glassdoor.com postings and all these allegations about management and executives not taking down content that is illegal or is reported as sexual in nature involving minors. And there's just report after report. Well, the guys, the
0: examples I've seen are mostly what you would once be called moppets. Moppets, which are moppets, which are uh, little girls dressed provocatively, but not naked. What is
1: since when does this? I've never heard this term moppets, and I'm a little freaked out. You know it.
0: It's an old term. It's it's old. Somebody I haven't heard it for decades, but it's an old. But it referred specifically to this. Ah,
1: here you go. A I see it. I see it. The small, endearingly sweet child, as in the then yeah. famous silver screen moppets. Yeah, Shirley Temple.
0: Yeah, so it goes back. Creepy. Uh, but it, they're moppets. And so uh, this guy's all bent out of shape about that. And, and it's questionable. Legality is questionable. It's a. And it's particularly questionable. Here's your real problem. While this is going on, and this guy's moaning and groaning about the Muppets, uh, play this clip. This is a Zoom, taken from a Zoom meeting. I have it under talk. Uh, the big movement now, and this is in Idaho of all places. This is the Idaho Hel- uh, Health and Welfare Department. Uh, porn literacy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you
15: yeah. can promote shame free educational by letting young people know that it's okay if they are curious. It's okay if they have watched porn, and it's okay if they have thought about porn. I always make sure to say someone being curious about sex and or porn does not make them a bad person. It makes them human. It's so important we normalize that this is a natural human experience. And I also want to point, uh, make a point to share that not wanting to watch porn is also completely fine. There is no judgment and shame for not being curious. That's okay, too. And we want to create environments in the classroom where students don't shame each other.
1: Now, these are, are people who work for the health department? in uh, uh...
0: Health and welfare.
15: So as an it's educator. A social,
0: it's, like the, it's a social worker, but then this woman comes in who's also in this meeting, and she's the educator in the group. Here we go. And she tells what's going on in the classroom.
15: So as an educator, my job is to provide information about sexual health and have students critically think by exploring all sides of an issue. Critical thinking skills are the largest component of porn literacy. It's the ability for young people to analyze and ask questions about the media that they're viewing. Critical thinking skills allow young people to understand the intention behind pornography.
13: So much of sex
15: education is reflecting on our values and beliefs in relation a topic, and porn literacy is no exception. For facilitators, it's first important for them to reflect on their reasons for wanting to teach porn literacy. Do they want to teach porn literacy because they believe watching porn, and by extension sex work, is inherently bad and they want to stop young people from accessing it? That's unfortunately not going to lead to good conversations, because it's pushing one agenda, that porn is mad.
0: Okay, so wow. we have this going on, <laughs> which is like a real eye-roller. And the teacher who says, Well, you know, we like to discuss these things. And so, what do they have? A slideshow? And they, they, the first thing the kids are going to, you know, the, if you're forced to look at some of this stuff that is extreme graphic and sometimes gross, is why does that guy have a dick that's two feet long? <laughs> is the first thing that one of the kids would ask. And then the teacher now has to explain this. Unfortunately, what we've
1: uh, noticed. Uh, and many educators, and many people have uh, we've throughout the years, is that porn uh, has become extremely violent. It's you know about choking and spitting and uh, and not just There's your, a lot,
0: yeah, exactly, yes, not a your lot
1: BD, you know, BS, BDSM, but like violent kind of stuff that you know that is has certainly affected young men. Young men are screwed. I mean, they're completely screwed with all this stuff that's... I mean, it's. I don't think many will get out really alive or doing or thriving with all the shit that they're exposed to. It's bad.
0: No. It's bad. It's bad, and porn is always considered to be bad. It wasn't considered to be just part of the human experience. What no. kind of human experience are we talking about? Let's go back 100 years. You know, there were, yeah, there were little postcards of, you know, women showing off their breasts, maybe... And that was about it. It wasn't like the, today. I mean, and, this and is pen. out of control. This the is pen. not the human experience. John, the pen that when
1: you write with it, you hold it upside down and her clothes fall off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those were good. Keychains. Keychains <laughs> key used to chains, sell in Hawaii. Keychains? Uh, key and it'd be like these people having sex. This so, key so, chain.
1: so Dennis Prager
0: uh is he's
1: already hated. Probably because of his uh, Christianity and uh, honesty in this Prager University. But he wrote a blog post, I guess, two weeks ago, titled Women Are Disproportionately Hurting Our Country. And uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is, wow.
1: not, I, you could have written this actually. I don't know if you would have published it. But what he says is all this shit that's going on. He says, I do want to point out that. You know, a high percentage of the people doing this stuff, exactly what we talked about here, are women. You know, the 1619 Project, women. I mean, it's a, a BLM, women. Now, I'm I'm not saying I haven't really read the article enough to uh, to judge it, but I understand what he's saying, and the outrage is, is crazy. He's the most misogynistic man in the world right now. But there is something to be said as to the... Um, how these how these people identify i mean even uh well,
0: very few of them identify as cisgender women almost all of them are either non-binary or lesbian quite a few yeah uh i do have what, do I, I have a, 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 I
1: just want to mention one on. just one thing remember we were talking about cerebral on the last show the app that uh basically is just pushing pills on you so you yeah. call up? Oh, I'm you know I need to talk to somebody. I don't feel good. Uh, within ten minutes, you get you know two, three prescriptions. You, it's your second call, you get two more, and then you're dropped because I can't help you anymore because you you're overprescribed. I'm looking at a screenshot of their app. You know what they also uh, for a hundred dollars? They'll you know what they'll do? They'll give you a consultation and first appointment for your gender affirming hormones. Oh, really? Uh huh. Cerebral. Yeah. Consultation and first appointment for folks seeking gender-affirming care for patients who are starting, continuing, or maintaining gender-affirming hormone treatment. So this is what's going on. This Pharma is in control. We've been hijacked. Our children are hijacked. It also turns out that uh, ADHD medicine is prescribed significantly more to white children on a percentage basis.
0: So, idea.
1: (laughs) Yes, idea.
0: Uh, We had a letter from one of our uh, producers some time back telling us how his wife needed a hysterectomy for medical reasons and couldn't get on the list for one until she claimed that she was trying to transition. (laughs) Did I see this note? We read it on the air. She was trying to trans. Now, now instead of needing a hysterectomy, she needs a hysterectomy because she wants to transition to a male, and she needs a hysterectomy. Put her right at the top of the list. Got the hysterectomy she needed for her health. She had some one of those those situations where you have to have a hysterectomy. Mm. So I'm thinking, you know, you c- could do worse than getting a bunch of testosterone and loading up with it. Joe Rogan does it. It's way so big, but. You just say, "Hey, you know, I'm a female, or I, I, I transitioned. I was once a female. I'm a male. I need more testosterone, mm. and then do it over this system, and you'll get this. You should get a prescription that would be available to you, so you can load up." It sounds to me like there's a lot of ways to uh, exploit this for purposes of uh, drug drug use. Well, there's
1: there's a lot more coming. Um, on September 12th, President Biden signed an executive order. It is uh, the executive order on advancing biotechnology and biomanufacturing innovation for a sustainable, safe, and secure American bioeconomy. economy uh, This, uh, the stuff in... <laughs> I, hear, I hear you laughing. And he's appointed a director, Dr. René uh, Weg- Wegerson, uh, who comes from uh, the pharmaceutical industry and from DARPA, uh, interestingly enough, her DARPA portfolio included the living foundries, one thousand molecules, safe genes, preemptive expression of protective alleles and response elements, and detect it with gene editing technologies programs. Uh, and so she's a uh, she's in the gene editing business. And uh, she's uh, been around, and I cannot speak to uh, everything in this. In fact, I can speak to very, very little of this, but there's some, I think, some pretty good analysis. Uh, Former Pfizer employee uh, says about this executive order, let me read between the lines for the Americans. Biden's September 12, twenty two executive order declares that Americans must surrender all human rights that stand in the way of transhumanism. Clinical trial safety standards and informed consent consent will be eradicated as they stand in the way of universally unleashing gene editing technologies needed to merge humans with AI. In order to achieve the so societal goals of the New World Order, crimes against humanity are not only legal, but mandatory. Uh, and then they have some. Uh, some examples from this text and it does seem to be kind of like a regulatory framework that would uh, at, at very best uh, protect big pharma from getting sued over anything they try on you and the mRNA platform is is the future because you know we've hacked the software of life and so this executive order apparently you know here we go
0: a few highlights go ahead The term Biden falling into line with all the other Democrats that are bought up by pharma.
1: And this is what I'm saying pharma is really in charge of a lot here from the couple highlights. The term biotechnology means technology that applies to or is enabled by life sciences innovation or product development. So that's pretty broad. The term biomanufacturing in this executive order means the use of biological systems to develop products, tools, and processes at commercial scale. The term bioeconomy. Means economic activity derived from the life sciences, particularly in the areas of biotechnology and biomanufacturing, and includes industries, products, services, and the workforce. Biological data means the information, including associated descriptors, derived from the structure, function, or process of biological systems that is measured, collected, or aggregated for analysis. And then you get into key R&D and how that will uh fit into the life sciences and according to this article on these scientists, uh you know, the, the whole idea it all comes down to once they've changed your genes, then technically they kind of own human life. They have patents on it and they can do whatever they want, but I don't need to read this article to know that because look at the COVID vaccine. It's exactly what they did. Then they they changed it for you, put it under emergency youth o- uh, authorization and call it the bivalent that people go and eat it up some. Hmm. But, you know, mRNA vaccines might help treat cancer. That's why Joe is out there yelling about it.
0: <laughs> he is. He is. He, is. He, is. Well, he has cancer.
8: President Biden made a big push today for what he calls his cancer moonshot, a mission to cut the U.S. cancer death rate in half over the next 25 years.
6: Because we know this. Cancer does not discriminate, red and blue. It doesn't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Beating cancer is something we can do together.
8: Well, the president spoke about the initiative at the John F. Kennedy Library, a nod to JFK's moonshot speech 60 years ago today that ignited a historic era of space travel.
0: <laughs> a nod.
1: <coughs> There's another guy out there who um, who was dying, and he. Uh, I think he's. I think he's dead now, and he recorded his last video with his buddy, and uh, he told about how his dad was uh, uh, participated with the the 14 other people to create the moon landing hoax, <laughs> and he had actually given a confession on his deathbed too years ago. Same guy. Now his son has done it. That you know they they put sand content. Uh, uh, what's his face? Kubrick was no part of it. But they, but it was faked, according to the guy's death video. It's quite a thing to do
0: if you're dying. Yeah, well, it's also a good gag if you're dying. <laughs> I should do one of those. You'd be great. <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been. Yeah.
1: We got to think of a really good one that I can then all of a sudden look. This is what I've been, what I've been, uh, this secret I've been protecting all these years. It be, should be something really significant that rocks the world. Yeah, yeah, you can come up with
0: something. I'll try. Let's go to Ukraine for a second so we can get some of this stuff out of the way, especially this particular report on the on the, nu- the uh, new nuclear. Plant? Yeah, yeah. The nuke plants, and I got two clips that need, re- need to be uh, played. Uh,
15: Yesterday, workers restored the last of three backup power lines to the Russian-held Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in Ukraine. Just days before, all three lines had been disconnected, in part due to shelling. Concerns about a nuclear disaster there have loomed for months. NPR's Kat Lonsdorf is in Kyiv, and she has been closely tracking what's happening there.
13: Hey, Kat. Hey, Rana. Hey. Hey, John. Hey. Okay, so power lines are connected again, and that sounds like good news, right? Yeah, right? definitely, right? definitely, definitely. Yes, definitely good news. It's a little complicated, but the power lines that are connected now are the ones that feed energy into the plant, which is great because it means critical safety equipment there has power. So the pumps that keep the water moving through the reactors to cool them can keep pumping. There are still four other lines that are damaged and not working. Those are the ones that feed the power out of the plant onto the grid. I talked to the head of Ukraine's atomic energy company. His name is Petro Kotien. We had a long conversation this morning he's not at the plant he's here in kiev um but he talks to the general manager there at the plant every day and he told me that they're trying to restore those lines as quickly as they can but it's just going to take some time
14: Hmm.
0: okay well the one thing came out of this which is that they reestablished the the power going in to keep the pumps going what was going on when they didn't have the power how come it didn't melt down
1: well, you know, it's, uh, so many people have emailed about uh, uh, emailed us about this, and so apparently the external generators were uh, were taken out or broken or didn't work, and so then to shut it down, you do need external power. Fact.
0: So this uh, part two has got another little tidbit I thought was interesting.
15: And in those conversations that he's having every day, what is he hearing about the conditions for the
13: plants Ukrainian workers? Yeah, that part is pretty heartbreaking. So the plant has been under Russian occupation since March. And it's hard for Petro Kotien to get a real sense of what's happening there because he says the calls he's allowed to have with the management there are only audio, no video. So he doesn't really know if they're speaking. Oh, no. oh that's so
1: heartbreaking.
13: But he told me he can just hear it in their voices.
11: And I can see uh, by uh, evaluating their voices that the people are
2: very exhausted.
13: He told me he thinks they're on the edge of what he calls psychological disaster. He told me he knows already that one of his workers recently died after being severely beaten by Russians. And he says some 200 of his workers have been tortured at various times.
15: Wow. Okay. So on Sunday, operators shut down the final reactor at the plant. It is no longer
13: producing electricity. What did he tell you about that? Are there plans to restart it? Yeah, Kotian was very clear about this with me. He said he would not restart any of the reactors, even if it became technically possible, until Russia leaves the plant. It's just safer this way, and it's also better for those workers because it takes less staff to operate the plant like this and takes maybe at least a little bit of stress off of them.
15: Okay, and what does that mean for energy in the country?
13: Well, it's not great. Uh, Zaporizhia <laughs> is huge. It's the biggest nuclear power plant in Ukraine, but also in all of Europe. And, you know, it's big enough that if all of its reactors are running, it could technically provide almost all the power this country needs. Uh, with it off, Ukraine is having to use more coal. And a lot of the coal plants are in the east where all of the heavy fighting is happening. For now, Ukraine is OK because not as much power is being used with people fleeing from the war. And with it being, you know, late summer, it's not winter. But as more people come back, it it will likely become a problem.
1: I see a lot of stories about gas, the Russian gas still going into Ukraine.
0: Well, it's hooked right up. Okay, but a couple of things in that about coal, like re- they got a couple re- things in that. Yes, I agree. There you go. A couple of things in that report, though, that caught my attention. One is that are you telling me that the Russians are literally torturing? The guys working in the in the plant there, okay, you know, here's Ivan. Get him over here. Let's this, put him in the thumbscrew. I mean, what, beating him and torturing him, and they expect this to go well. I mean, this doesn't make any sense.
1: No, the, the evidence she had was it's voice call only, no video. Heartbreaking.
0: So now the other one was, so she, this this one plant, the biggest in Europe, uh green. It's got four reactors, and it's one location in the corner there. can power the entire country, and people aren't, why doesn't, why don't they put the, in other words, two of these plants would power Germany. Two, just two of these Ukrainian plants. If you had the transit,
1: yeah, if you had the transit, sure. Would
0: power all of Germany. Mm -hmm. I'm just going by the the population figures. And it may actually take less than that, because there's a lot of, uh ukraine's a big country in terms of uh, square miles it's bigger than germany uh but the population is half of germany it's 44 million germany's maybe 88 and so you so two of these plants are just they take care of all this green bullshit (laughs) oh let's put up some uh, let's put up some windmills and and do this and do that no just put two of these plants up and boom you're good to go (laughs) why don't you do that
1: uh, because that's not the point of the exercise. The point is to impoverish the people, to uh, bring them into solar and wind. That's the, that's the plan. They, they, I mean, there's no there's no r- 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 logical reason for any of this. Maybe they shouldn't have thrown Russia off of Swift in the first place. Oh, how quickly we forget that that's really what started the problem. uh you want to do these other ukraine clips
0: oh yeah these are different these are more the true updates let's go with uh, clip one
4: the swift advance may have surprised russian forces but its planning was months in the making according to the new york times hold on stop this this
0: clip
1: what is what is this funky ass music man what's going on with this
0: okay here we go so uh this is a clip about the Turnaround. What's happened is the Ukrainians have taken the upper hand. Right. And they pushed the Russians out, even though the Russians really abandoned the place. And so they now they're in charge of everything. And this is on one of the shows like All Things Considered or something. And for some reason, not all of it, but for some reason at this during this part of it, and I think this is code of some sort. Hmm. They have a bed. <laughs> this is NPR. Okay. They have a musical bed. What are they thinking?
4: The swift advance may have surprised Russian forces, but its planning was months in the making. According to the New York Times and CNN, this summer, American and Ukrainian military officials played out war games to see which scenarios would make for a successful counteroffensive. The first plan? One big, broad push across the whole southern front line. But that was deemed too risky. So a new plan, one in the south, one in the east. The southern offensive aimed at retaking the city of Kherson was highly publicized. Here's Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff here in Washington, talking about it last week on NPR.
2: Part of the skill of generalship and battle is to concentrate enough forces at the time and
13: place of your choosing to achieve the desired effects. That and is that. that is what the Ukrainians are trying to do.
4: But the other offensive farther north and east was kept quiet until, of course, it wasn't.
15: Ukrainian troops are claiming some major victories this weekend as they fight to take back... Ter-
4: Russian troops left vehicles and ammunition behind as they fled. There were reports this week that some of the retreating soldiers left Ukraine altogether, crossing back into Russia.
1: You know, almost everybody in Europe that I know is calling bullcrap on this. Yeah. And and they, and, they, and they have their reasons, which I'll explain after we get through the...
0: Well, I, I, let me give you my reason for the bullcrap thing. This is to make it look as though the Russians have left things behind and all this stuff. And that's what happens when you're rousted. Uh, to make us look like, well, we quit and we, I don't know, maybe, okay, I'm, I'm probably wrong on this, but the $80 billion with the stuff that we left in Afghanistan, maybe it's just to distract from that. Um, so Willow
1: contacted me. She said, okay. I said, I, you know, I don't have time to listen to the show. too too busy listen to her brother okay um she says to me this is bullcrap and it's just to uh, help people not vote for the crazy uh uh, in the crazy elections here in italy because we have this right wing far right ring parties who basically want to stop the war like stop it stop it now we no, want that's to... a good po- I think that's correct. And
0: and it came on the heels of this. Swedish Prime Minister Magdalena Andersson will resign on Thursday after a block of four conservative parties won the parliamentary
5: elections. Andersson, the leader of the Social Democrats, accepted defeat of her center-left coalition in a speech last night.
10: The four right-wing parties seem to have barely 50% of the vote in the elections and they have an advantage of one or two seats. It's a narrow majority but it's a majority so tomorrow I will hand in my resignation as Prime Minister and the responsibility to continue the process will be taken over by the Speaker of Parliament and the Parliament. The far-right Sweden Democrats Far led right. by this man,
5: Jimmy Okerson, took around 20% of votes after an election campaign focused on anti-immigration policies. Ulf Christensen is the leader of the Conservative... Mod-
1: right, so um, the Sweden Democrats that sounds weird, but they're far right, um, and so only mentioned in this report as well. They're anti-immigration, which you know in Sweden, hello. Uh, but I think they're also <laughs> wanting to stop the war. They want to stop. There's only three ways this can go: Russia wins, Ukraine wins, or we we work it out and we and we call a truce, and everybody goes back. And we got to negotiate something. This is crazy. They can't have that. And I think that this is part of a broader move, and looks to me like CIA. Uh, another Russian official linked to the energy sector falls overboard to his death from a boat. That has us written all over it. Um, I think, I think you, know, uh, you know, Putin's treason move, there's all kinds, you know, articles everywhere. He's under attack. People inside Russia aren't happy. They're trying to kick off something to get rid of Putin now.
0: Well, let's go with clip two. Ah, I knew there's
1: a reason. We're the two of us.
4: How is this setback playing out inside Russia? This is Boris Nadezhdin, a former member of Russia's parliament, speaking over the weekend on Russian state TV. It is impossible to defeat Ukraine using Russia's current strategy, he says. He points out that America and Europe are supporting Ukraine with money and weapons. Well, that kind of criticism has been rare inside Russia since the war began, but Nadyeshtin is not alone. On Monday, dozens of local elected officials signed a petition demanding that Russian President Vladimir Putin resign. Last week, seven members of a municipal council in St. Petersburg called on Putin to be charged with treason over the war in Ukraine. Now, it's unlikely that Putin will resign or be charged with treason, but this does feel like a significant moment in a war that for months had seemed to be locked in a bloody stalemate. It's a game changer. That is Hannah Hopko. She's a pro-democracy activist and former member of parliament in Ukraine. I first met her in Kyiv right before the war, and we've been checking in every few months as the war grinds on. This week, she happened to be in Washington, D.C. So we invited her to our studios, and I asked whether she felt this marks a turning point in the war. Uh, thanks to the U.S. military aid and uh, your HIMARS, <laughs> the, the weapons that take out Russian air defenses that the U.S. has been sending. Yeah, so uh, helping uh, with the bravery of Ukrainian armed forces, with the higher fighting spirit, so helped us to liberate uh, villages, towns. And um, I do believe that the more military aid we receive, the faster we win the war and more uh, lives of civilians uh, we will save.
1: Man, people might get the wrong idea that we actually have like production meetings and we coordinate stuff and we talk about what we're going to do to do callbacks. We're just talented, I guess.
0: First of all, yeah, there's no doubt about that. First of all, you don't say I do believe if you're a non-English speaker. No, you're a spook. You're a spook. This woman's a spook. Yes. And then to, to, to add a little, I only have a third clip, which is only a few seconds long because, and I'll add to it because she goes on after this little commentary, this is like really a weird situation they're trying to establish here for the negotiation process. And she literally says, "I, you know, no, we'll, once the Russians are out of the country completely, then we'll negotiate." What is that even supposed to mean? Let's play this clip.
4: And Ukrainian victory means, of course, a return back to Ukraine, Donbas, and Crimea.
0: Oh, really? To Donbas. So in other words, Donbass goes back and Crimea. When she put that one in there. She wants the the Russians yeah. to give up Crimea, which they don't want to do because it's their main shipping base for the for that area, and it's just a place where there's you know it's just an, it's, it's an important a, a, military. Apparently, base. the Crimeans don't want to do that either. No, of course they're all Russians is probably the reason. <laughs> but the point is, is that they're now they're just being. And this woman is the spook that was said that. Yeah, 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 for sure. It says I do believe. I do believe she?
14: She <laughs> says
0: puts this in there and it's like really this is unreasonable unreasonable so yeah. what's up something's up they get putting the pressure on putin like you pointed out now they got you know they want him to resign they want him to do this they want to get him out of there what is going on here uh from a geopolitical perspective of our country what are we what's in it for us what are we trying to accomplish here we're trying to get rid of putin why
1: well, no, we want Can't to... Can't
0: work with the guy? We don't like the guy? We don't want... We push him toward China? We want them and China to get together so they can fight amongst themselves, maybe? I mean, what, No, no, I would what say... What is we, the we, thinking here?
1: We want to disrupt Putin. We want to unseat him. Uh, cause, for what purpose? To cause even greater chaos in the world. Is
0: it? Is it... How about this? He is the real uh, stumbling block for the world takeover of one world government, the yes. whole thing. He's... Uh, bed's... Dead set against it since the get go, even though he's been you
1: would not not be the first person to say that that Putin is the only guy stopping it now until Trump gets back.
0: Yeah, and they don't like Trump. You know, you know for a fact that and the CIA in particular doesn't like Trump.
1: (laughs) No, not a fan. Not a fan.
6: And then there's this little ditty. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky was in a car crash after returning to Kiev from a surprise visit to one of his newly liberated cities. Officials say Zelensky suffered no serious injuries when a car hit his motorcade. He went on to deliver his nightly address, praising his soldiers who drove Russian forces out of the Kharkiv region. He says they did the impossible by taking back 3,000 square miles of territory in just a matter of days. I'd say
1: you better get used to that uh, RBF there, Zelenska. Cause she's going to be running the show once they get rid of him. She's already sitting next to Queen Ursula.
0: Think yeah, about it. Yeah, anyway. she'll be the one. And they've they've had women, uh, uh, yes, women have as head of state in Ukraine before.
1: All she has to do is get that funky ass hairdo, that Princess Leia thing, and she's good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? I can't wait for Pierre to get her hands on her. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people
0: who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. In the morning. Well, we do have a few people to thank for show. What is this show? 1486,
1: 14. 14, 1486
0: 18. They have 14 we're more shows getting, to go. We're getting, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, Kenny McAn or I'm sorry, Kevin McAndrews at the top of the list from Lafayette, Indiana, 156 bucks. He has a, you see, he has a note that we have to read because he says, uh, "Please call out Greg Elliott as a douchebag."
1: Yeah, douchebag. Douchebag.
0: There you go. Uh, Eric Marshall's up from San Ramon, California, 133, 33. Uh, he wants some karma. Put it at the end for him. He's got an archery. Elk hunt, and he's in San Ramon, and he's going elk hunting. Mm. And if he nails a couple of elk or one, he's going to have a lot of meat. Oh, is
1: he? Is he going to send it
0: to us? And I, you know, San Ramon's, and he—I could drive to San Ramon to help him take some of that meat. Bring your, uh, bring your,
1: bring your bow and arrow.
0: I'm not going hunting with a bow and arrow. Oh. Uh, I'm not that good. You just want to have the spoils. I don't mind. Well, no, most of these guys who hunt. Uh they always they never they have excess. They they, they get this stuff butchered sure they, they this do, yeah. can't and they maybe the freezers can't even hold a whole elk. <laughs> this is a big animal. I'm <laughs> just just saying. Dv yes. John at Dvorak.org. <laughs> Amy Hutchinson in Haddonfield, New Jersey, hundred and twenty. Jana Ch- Chalupeka. Chalupica. Chalupica.
1: Now she's from Chalupica She's in, from. In- China-da, as she says, and she's making this donation, even though we don't read these notes here, but she's making a donation to her wonderful boyfriend, J.P. Beaulieu, for his 35th trip around the sun, and she wanted a biscuit for his birthday.
10: They always give me a biscuit on my birthday.
0: That's sweet. She's in Kitchener, Ontario, at $115.33. Jasper... Oh, nu- Nouget? N- Nugit. Nouget. Nug- Let me do this Nout.
1: one. Jasper
0: Nout, this- Nout in
1: Harlem. Because this is a contribution from the Harlem meetup. So we do want to recognize uh, Joe Hessel, Marta, Martin, Michael, Tenley, Guido, and Pascal.
0: One hundred fourteen dollars and twenty-two cents is the best they could do. Uh, Russell Healy. Oh, in- to be fair, it was five thousand euros, but you know that's changing rapidly. <laughs> uh, times change. Russell Healy in Lake Zurich, Illinois, hundred. Lucas Williams in Roswell, New Mexico, a great place. Uh, One hundred. Anna Biscontine in Fort Bryan, Illinois, Illinois, hundred. Pamela McLean in Fort Worth, Texas, 100. Sir Stroming, eighty-eight fifty-two. Parts unknown, California. Uh, he's in. Oh, he's in. Oh, he's in Canada. Canada. I'm sorry. He's in Kanuckistan, He says. Mm. Josh Zoller, and he's got a birthday. Joss Zoller in Hastings, Michigan, eight oh oh eight. Thank you. That's boobs. Sir Kevin McLaughlin is here once again. Duke of Looney's running a streak. <laughs> Lover of American Boobs, 8008 Locust, North Carolina. David Wright 7777 in Harrison, Arkansas. Sir Jamo of the North Central Idaho. Lewiston, Idaho, 6933. Susan Ta- Ta- Taubankibble. Taubin Kibble In Washington, D.C., 6006 Small Boobs. Uh... The, and I think that's from the amygdala shrinker meetup. Loca- oh, no, the stomach has it's changed. Oh, it's the sound yes. Yeah, you'll talk about it later. Tycho Moss Maas in Maastricht, oh, Netherlands, that's Holland.
1: Birthday for his dad. Pierke is going to be 60. And says, Oude Reus, onze oude Reus, een topvader, Pierke, wordt 60. Thanks for everything, Dad. You rock our world. We love you.
0: And the donation is 60. Yeah. Christopher Dechter, 5678. Naveen Chandra in Westminster, Colorado, 5280. Sir Austin, Baron of the Puget Sound, Sammamish, Washington, 5150. Lucas Zua in München, Deutschland, uh, 5005. This is the tenth anniversary. uh, His first donation. Tenth anniversary. His first donation. Uh, Baron Economic Hitman five o five fifty dollars and one cent in Tumble, Texas. The following people, the last on our list here, are fifty dollar donors. Name and location: Chris Lewinsky, Sir Chris, in Sherwood Park, Alberta. Uh, Michael Wendell in Matawan, New Jersey. Philip Ballou in Louisville, Kentucky. Brandon Savoy in Port Orchard, Washington. Jim Tucker in National Park, New Jersey. Megan Emery in Austin, Texas. Fabio Elvis in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Dame Patricia Worthington in Miami, Florida. Darrell DeVille in Newton, Mississippi. Kevin Dills in Huntersville, North Carolina. Kristen, Kristen Freeman in San Marcos, Texas. Uh, Dame Knight up there in Edmonds, Washington, always sends a nice, cute little card. uh And Sir, and she actually sent a note. If the note says anything, she always donate, so I think we should be obliged. She handwrites a note. Uh, lunch yesterday on Labor Day was my daughter at a restaurant near the train tracks in Bellingham. A train happened by, and while I didn't <laughs> count the engines, I did count the cars. A hundred and ten. Wow. Full of coal. Headed north to Canada. Yikes. It's the Wrong direction. It goes our coal. Well, at least it's staying on the continent. Uh, anyway, she comes in with 50. Uh, and last on the list is Sir Daniel Galloway in Marietta, Georgia. $50. I want to thank all these people for making show. 1486, a possibility and a reality. Thank you very much. Indeed, and thank you to
1: our executive and associate executive producers who we thanked earlier for their outstanding support of the show. And we have a make good that uh, we need to read here from Jill Nichols uh, from the 1485. She was an associate executive producer. Uh, Note got lost, so I'll read part of it here. It's with great pleasure and excitement. I'm able to send you this donation on the occasion of the beginning of my sweet Woofie's 50th trip around the sun and on a show day, no less. That was on uh, Sunday. Please accept this on my behalf of my dude named Ben. Greg Love Jones. He hit me in the mouth many moons ago. And I will be overjoyed that we have reached this pinnacle of no agenda engagement, i.e. me giving him a switcheroo towards his knighthood. One more thing, we beg you, do not read Derbyshire as Derbyshire. <laughs> I guess it's der- Derbyshire? Derbyshire? And not Derbyshire? Derbyshire? Uh, Derby? Derbyshire? 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 Thank you very much, Jill. So we is that
0: it. is his name on the birthday list? Because I don't think it was on the last one. Because the note never came in. So
1: let me double check if we have Woofy. That's a good one. You'd think it would be. Let me see. Yes, Woofy is right there at the top. You got it. Oh, good. It's good. Mm. Ah, the system works. Thank you all very much for those who need a little bit of karma for you of the goat variety. You've got. <laughs> Karma. Thank you again for producing the best podcast in the universe. If you'd like to learn more, go here. na and of course thanks to all the producers who came in under $50 we do not forget you, we love you sustaining donations birthdays today, you heard uh, Jill Queen Liz say happy birthday to her sweet Woofie to- who turned uh, 50 on September 11th Sir Tommy Hawk of the Heartlander his son Nolan Balmer turned 16 on the 12th David Wright 33 yesterday Lacey Johnson, happy birthday to Tyler uh, 33 yesterday as well Jana Chalt- Chalup Pekka, her wonderful and one-of-a-kind b- b- boyfriend, J.P. Beaulieu, 35 today. Sir Strumming, happy birthday to his friend, J.P. Beaulieu, oh, there's a second one for him, 35, we just heard. Lucas Ziwa to his wife, Jana, 43 tomorrow. He loves you very much. Isabella Mertz to her smoking hot boyfriend, Kyle on the 17th. Anonymous Spirit of the Northwoods to his son, the Barbarista, uh, 27 on the 17th. And Tico Mas to his dad, Pirka, who is turning 16 for an Arcturus Faelius Happy birthday from everybody here at the best podcast in the universe. It's your
0: birthday, yeah. Title changes. Turn
14: and face this place. Title changes. Uh,
1: we do have one title change, change, change although we're, we're not sure. But uh, Sir R. Daniels, who came in on the last show with an additional $1,000, uh, he wanted to know if he had, uh, a change was in order. And turns out he is uh, four times a night. There is no upgrade from the four times a night. So we just want to make sure that he knows that he is a baron of the No Agenda Roundtable. He's still a baron. He's still a baron, always was a baron. I just want to make sure he gets uh, that title officially. Thank you so much for. Uh, for uh, uh supporting the best podcast in the universe and then we actually have uh we got some people here lined up hi kyle hi john chris it's a megan. Good, good group it's a very it's a, good here's group
0: here's mine Here's my blade nice blade
1: up on the podium please, megan Lobe. Chris Cobb, John Burns, and Kyle. All of you who support the No Agenda Show, or through friends, girlfriends, boyfriends, and spouses, in the amount of $1,000 or more, and I'm very proud to pronounce the KV as Dame Ginger of the Bush, Sir Christopher of the Trademark, Lesser Little John the Serial Killer, and Sir Kyle back, Sir Kyle back, circle back. For you, we've got Hookers and Blow, Rent Boys, and Chardonnay, but also some special requests, uh, including... Oh, man, this is a good one. Peanut butter and Pop-Tarts, pickled pig's feet and Prosecco, olives, black bean burgers, pomegranates, and guava juice. And, of course, we have mutton and mead to, uh, to compliment all of that. Please go to noagendanation.com slash rings so that we can get... Uh, all, you okay there, Chief? <laughs> Did your mic fall Wait. off? Do you, what happened?
0: I tried to do a loud whistle the Yeah, that's... Bottle. Okay. Uh,
1: thank you all very much for supporting uh, No Agenda the best podcast in the universe no agenda meet, uh, no agenda show.com slash rings no no agenda nation. you confuse me no nation.com slash rings send your size to us so we can get those beautiful rings off to you thank you very much no agenda meetups it's, no meet it's where you must go to become really connected to the No Agenda community, uh, you won't regret it because it's going to be your local communities, people who are around you, sometimes in the states around you. People travel many hours just to hang out with people who get it. Noagendameetups.com is where you can find uh, all of these meetups listed. It's producer-organized. Sir Daniel runs that with Mimi, of course, to make sure the schedule works. And you can send the meetup reports. No reports today. We do have a form of promo from uh, for the Victoria, B.C. meetup.
2: Promo, promo, promo. <laughs> this is a public service announcement for October 3rd. There's a meetup in Victoria, B.C. at Superflux Cabana from 6 to 9 p.m. Be there or don't. I don't even care if you respondez-vous, s'il vous
1: plaît. All right. Uh, underway as we speak, about an hour underway, the uh, Amygdala Shrinking Meetup in Washington, D.C. at Fuel Pizza. Oh man, they're having a pizza party in DC. Imagine that. Uh the Mead Twin Cities meetup starts at 4.30 Central, so coming up, that'll be uh, the uh that's the organizers Pound Sugar Cat. So you have to RSVP to find out where that is. If you didn't, you might still be able to get in. Um the thirsty th- the third thir- third Thursday in Fort Worth, where the Western simulation begins. That begins at six o'clock at Boo Rays in Fort Worth. Uh, This is all today. Charlotte's Thirsty Third Thursday monthly meetup, 7 o'clock, Ed Tavern, Charlotte, Northfield, Carolina. Um, uh, Tomorrow, the 10th District Shrunk and Amygdala meetup, 8 o'clock at uh, Mangana's Irish Irish Hut, I guess, in Michigan. Uh, That's in Mount Clemens, Michigan. Uh, the local five twelve bringing in the fall meetup one o'clock on Saturday, Doc's backyard, Sunset Valley, Texas. Baron Scott, uh, the Baron of the Agenda Army, and his lovely wife organizing that. Definitely check that one out if you're in the Central Texas area. The Deutsch bags in mine on mines meetup. Uh Zeitung Center Mines, uh, that will be on Saturday, uh one thirty PM German time. Shrunken Amygla Support Group, two o'clock Eastern on Saturday, at Tras Brewporium, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, hello Pine Dale, Wisconsin on Saturday, the Wyoming in a Minute meetup at two o'clock, uh, at Wind River Brewing Company. The Fresno meetup uh, has been canceled. But on Saturday, the pre-hurricane climate change amygdala shrinkage preparedness session starts at 3.30 at Mastery's Brewing Company, St. Pete's Beach, Florida. The Flight of the No Agenda meetup, uh, 3.33 Pacific, Cronies Grill, Agora Hills, California. This is also on Saturday. And on Sunday, our next show day, the crypticom behind the Schemes meltdown, noon Central Crown Plaza, West Minneapolis, West of Minneapolis. And the mighty Niagara River meetup, 133 Eastern, Raymond Klimec Veterans Park. Klimec Veterans Park, uh, North Tonawanda. Whew, quite a lot, but they're worth it. Go check it out, a No Agenda meetup where you can meet people who you will connect with and if you saw them on the street, you'd be like, I'd never talked to that person. Completely different from me. You'd be amazed. Noagendameetup.com, if you can't find one up there, start one yourself. Sometimes you want to go hang out with
3: all the nights and days where you want be Triggered on You wanna be where everybody feels
0: the same It's
1: like a party Alright, I see that you're swinging for the fences with uh, like three ISOs So Before
0: I, we do that, though, I do want to mention something about the meetups People have to always know that the meetup is a meetup It's not part of some other event Like there was a number of people that had They want to do meetups at Burning Man, which you got to pay $2,000 to get into the event or whatever it is to go to the meetup now. Oh, I see. So finish your thought. That was it. Just a meetup is a meetup. It's like a free event that people can go to freely, not something you have to pay a cover charge to get into.
1: Copy that. Heard, chef. Um. Okay, I only have one ISO, so I think you're probably going to, because you got three, so you, you feel confident, or maybe not.
0: No, but you your three. You're one. No, I have one. That is a huge deal. It's a pretty good one. It's okay. It's all right. All right, well, let's go with mine. I mean, let's listen to mine. I don't consider them to be <laughs> Predict- the best I've ever predictive done. Predictive programming. <laughs> let's start with uh, waning. It's under waning. Your days of hiding behind
1: a keyboard are waning. Wow, man. We've never done a four-second ISO.
0: That won't even fit. That won't even let's, fit. Let's go to, th- to moment. Okay.
5: Just such a moment in our
3: lives.
1: <laughs> so you've shown me the boots. You've shown me the sandals. Now let's see what you really want me to play. Thanks.
3: Oh, thank you so
1: much. You knew it. See, I know. I know how you were. You're a salesman. You're just a shoe salesman. You're, you're the Al Bundy of ISOs. <laughs> you do the exact same thing. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> but you don't call me out on it. Whose fault is that? <laughs> uh, okay. Two quick things, because we do have to go. Um, this one I thought was, uh, well, there's a reason for this quick clip.
8: Tonight, the FAA has temporarily grounded Blue Origin space rocket as it investigates a mid air mishap today. About a minute after a rocket launched from the West Texas desert carrying a capsule loaded with science experiments, something went wrong. The capsule's emergency escape system activated and it parachuted safely to Earth, but the rocket crashed.
1: So the reason I bring it up is, um That China is having better luck and big story for the past couple days in the space world. Uh, China China apparently uh, drilled into the moon with one of their bots, and they discovered a new mineral. And they're going to be shooting all kinds of uh, missions to the moon to get more of it. It could be a new power source we haven't heard about for fifty years. Dilithium crystals. (laughs) And I think we we have a new space race on our hands. Because this is obviously bullcrap. It's obviously bullcrap. So this is a space race. Hey, Elon, more money. Mo' money coming up. Uh, we, we can't uh, finish a show without talking about our
6: boy Mike. Breaking overnight, the CEO of My Pillow, Mike Lindell, says the FBI seized his cell phone in the drive through of a Hardee's fast food restaurant in Minnesota. The move appears to be connected to the Justice Department's investigation into attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Lindell is a loyal Trump supporter who has promoted conspiracy theories about the election. He claims the agents served him with a subpoena and questioned him about voting machines.
0: I have a question. They had to do it at a Hardee's. Are you kidding me? Yeah, this is this is great. <laughs> and, and he even eats at a Hardee's. Are you kidding me? No, I believe that. Of course, he does. Oh, maybe he does. This this is. Have you ever been to a Hardee's? Yes. You you
1: are doing exactly what everyone on Twitter is doing. Yeah, right. So he's really not a millionaire because he eats at Hardee's.
0: <laughs> well, I mean at Hardee's. Of course, they have a nice breakfast.
1: Now here's the thing. So they have his phone. I thought uh, Apple uh, completely locked everything down and they wouldn't give the
0: keys. I guess that that era is over. What, they never said it was an iPhone. It's an
1: iPhone. It's an, believe me, it's an iPhone. He has He uses he's an iPhone user.
0: Oh well, then they can't get anything off of it. Bull crap. They Apple is all in.
1: Of course. <sighs> There isn't there are no secrets, nothing, so why I, I can he tell you,
0: claims that he runs his whole business off that phone are you did there's one I would say there's a you're kidding me
1: no, I'm sure he does. He's got all promo codes on there, gotta remember which promo code to say i i, I, I someone told me that I think Tina told me that he said, no I'm really bummed because I control my hearing aids with my phone, which of course you can do, so he's not yeah. re- You're not not really security conscious. (laughs) But what they're doing here is they're trying to just connect little dots, get one email, get one text that connects to, uh, I don't know, maybe the overstock CEO. They're getting
0: nowhere. This whole thing's a scam.
1: Of course it's a scam. But you know what? Some journalists have been around long enough to know really what's going on with January 6th.
15: I'm old enough to remember at the outset of the January 6th uh, hearings, there was so much.
1: (laughs) This is Alex Wagner from from MSNBC, who was old enough to remember January 6th.
15: I'm old enough to remember at the outset of the January 6th uh, hearings, there was so much uh, pressure, <laughs> public outcry about Merrick Garland and whether he was going to pursue any of this, it now appears that the January 6th committee and the DOJ are very much in line with one another in a way that they haven't been up until now, it feels like.
1: Do you
0: think it's... it's yeah, a blow her voice out with that vocal fry.
1: Do you think it's because uh, she was just talking about nine eleven for days on end and had to add in, the, and she was trying to say... You know, I'm old enough to remember... Or, or the automatic thing was January, uh, you know, nine Uh I'm old enough to remember January 6th. Oh, I meant nine eleven. Something like that. Because she would be old enough to remember nine eleven. No,
0: I think she's dumb about uh. that for <laughs> rationale, a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll take it. <laughs> oh, man, there's so
1: much more fun stuff. Did you know that... Uh, uh, the vice president's very worried. We're a lot of terrorists here in America. It's, it's very dis- Oh yeah, she's worried sick. Very disturbing
0: stuff. But we but can- the most of them are in her front yard right now. <laughs> uh we look forward Keep to Keep it up, uh, Abbott. Keep yeah, it up. Right. Well,
3: there you go.
1: Uh, let me see. I've got an end of show mix scenario here. I gotta load that up because let me see. What is it? Uh, uh here we go. We have uh, some good ones, actually. We've got uh, Dees Laughs, Jesse Coy Nelson, Nicholas Heron, and Sir Nedwood. Wood. It's all groovy. And then coming up next, Revelation Radio News on noagendastream.com. Uh, coming to you from the heart of the Texas Hill Country here in FEMA Region Number 6 in the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry.
0: And from northern Silicon Valley, which is the answer to the question... I'm John C. Dvorak.
1: Uh, we will return on uh, Sunday right here on No Agenda. Uh, please remember us at dvorak.org slash NA. Until then, adios mofos and such. <laughs>
2: Mayor Lori Lightfoot declared racism a public health crisis and pledged nearly $10 million in COVID-19 federal relief money to fight it.
9: And they come to me. They want me? They just come to me. All they have to do is call me.
10: Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Don't be
4: stupid. Don't be stupid. juice!
9: Beetlejuice. <laughs> juice!
6: 75 people, primarily from Venezuela, arrived in Chicago Wednesday night after the more than 12-hour trip from Eagle Pass. Chicago's Mayor Lori Lightfoot called Abbott's move racist and inhumane.
0: Oh, well, this what I'm gonna say. This what I'm gonna say. If you don't
2: like it, fuck you. <laughs> Mayor Lightfoot now coming under fire for allegedly relocating dozens of migrants from Chicago to hotels in nearby suburbs. What's more, the migrants were allegedly moved without giving local officials a heads up first. Ah! (laughs) Joining me now is the mayor of Chicago herself, Lori Lightfoot. Mayor Lightfoot, thank you very much for coming to the Sunday show.
10: The time for educating people is over. Don't be stupid.
3: Yo, I said we may need a reset, but wait just a minute. Great would be a regret. We already in it. Just make better choices in your individual lives. People give up their rights. Simply just a collective besides Check in on fellow Samaritans. Make sure they're good. Get engaged. See what's going on up in your neighborhood. Sit back and grab a glass, headphones and just relax. Share this with your friends or please. boost us with some stats. perhaps. You decide how and how much to contribute. We yes, ask you, send a value in a number, meaningful to you we're all feeling the pinch the squeeze not a cinch socialist fans for some others won't budge an inch breaking down clips by other people's podcasts ranging from giving you feels to feel good making you laugh adam curry with the flowing locks main don't block me john c best in the pod game adam and mo adam and dave adam and the keeper that's not it massive uniforms for Best podcast in the universe. I could go on and on. I need another verse. Adam, also known as the original man. Like Heavy D John says, don't curse. Damn, damn. We listen twice a week, 2 p.m. East Coast. No more war. We just want peace, peace.
12: No matter what my German voters think, but I want, I want, I want, I want to deliver to the people of Ukraine. We help you with social measures. We help you with social measures. People will go on the street and say, we cannot pay our energy to prices. And I will say, yes, I know, yes,
4: I know, yes, I know.
12: No matter what my German voters think, but I want, I want, I want, I want to deliver to the people of Ukraine. People will go on the street and say, we cannot pay our energy prices. And I will say, yes, I know. People will go on the street and say, we cannot pay our energy prices. And I will say, yes, I know. Yes, I know. Yes,
14: I know. mofo dvorak.org slash n a oh thank you so much